Across the mortal realms, a tempest rages. Thunder rumbles like the voice of an enraged god. Bright spears of lightnings are hurled from the heavens, scouring the land. Yet as terrifying as this is to behold, more fearsome still is what it heralds. The descent of warriors both more and less than human, charged with reclaiming the ruins of civilization. The Storm Kings, the bringers of vengeance, the Hammer of Azir. They are the Stormcast Eternals, Sigmar's chosen champions in the era of turmoil. Each of their number was hand-picked by the God King, ripped from the peace of oblivion and reforged to eternally fight and fall in service to order. For these warriors, death is not the end. Should they be slain, their souls return to Azir in a burst of annihilating force, whereupon they are painfully made whole again and cast once more into the fray. The feats of the Stormcast are the stuff of legends, their deeds woven into the fabric of history. Clad in godly warplate and wielding weapons blessed by the Heavenly Tempest, they fight at the vanguard of the Dawnbringer Crusades. With each new dawn, armies of these immortal demigods march out, seeking convergences of arcane power upon which new bastions of order may be founded. As they do so, they vent their fury upon the God King's foes, delivering thunderous death and repayment for the centuries of atrocity suffered by Sigmar's people. Yet for all these glories, the Stormcasts shoulder a heavy burden. Their immortality is as much a curse as a blessing. Their fate to die again and again at Sigmar's behest. All that is to say nothing of the flaws in reforging. Flaws that see more of their souls stripped away with each death until they are more akin to their unfeeling hammers than their former selves. Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next uh, two hours or thereabouts, we're going to do the best we can to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps, perhaps, I don't know, we're going to make some laughs, okay? Bringing you the thunder, the lightning, and the God King himself. I'm David Whitek. With me, as always, in the beginning of the show is Lindsay the albino Canadian hockey puck. Say hi, Lindsay. Um, all right, so uh, we were going to start the show off with Chris, but uh, the Internet's acting funny. So we're going to do the intro, and then I'm going to figure out how to get Chris, and then I'm going to get Chris, because that's how that works. Uh, before we do, listen, we got a lot to cover today, so we're going to kind of go quickly through the intro stuff. First of all, I want to thank our sponsors, the sponsors uh, of Garage Hammer, being Chaos Orc Superstore. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios for all your basing and MDF needs and 3D printing needs. And Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, where there's always something happening at Grognards. All right. Also, want to thank our Patreon patrons, those people who think this show is actually worth money, the patrons who are part of the 1% that, make, that keep the lights on on this show. Um, that's our associate producers, Christopher Sanders, AJC, Big Jake, executive producers, Colin Miller and Tyler McDonald, and our two newest Patreon patrons, David Brightman and Pedro Gelabert. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you to all of our patrons, past, present, and those thinking about possibly signing up in the future. Uh, I love you guys. You guys are awesome. And um, the show wouldn't be able to keep going uh, the way it does without you guys. So thank you so much. Um Let's see. Also, we do have voicemail. You can call 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. 
most international callers, dial 00 and then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. I am not going to play them right now, but we're going to have like two more episodes this month. And I know it's like already this one's like a week late, and then we're going to have two more. Yeah, David, sure we are, especially when you're going to be out of town for like three days for your 25th anniversary and you're going to be out of town. Listen, don't worry. It's going to be Stormcast Month. It is the October is Stormtober. We got uh, Stormcast Lore. In a few days, you're going to have Stormcast War probably in two parts because God bless America. This book is just ridiculously long and it's too much stuff and it irritates me, but there's still a lot to talk about. So, um, Listen, I know I've got some voicemails, and I will get them up on the next episode. Also, we have a contest that we're going to be running. Uh, Six Squared Studios likes to run an annual contest on our anniversary, which was in June. And uh, I've just, uh, you know, well, I keep forgetting because I'm a, I'm a dumb, dumb head. That's right. I said it. Dumb, dumb head. So listen, uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. I'm going to have Chris with me. We're going to talk about the contest, and then we are going to talk about the Stormcast Eternals bringing the thunder. Yeah, I said it. That's right. Right, folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back. Hello. Hey, Chris. Hello. Oh, Stormcast Eternals, buddy. Yeah, that's my guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel it's. I feel sad that I sold mine when I'm reading this, but then I realized <laughs> everything I had was all first book, and then like the starter set for the second yeah. edition. Soul Wars. Yeah. So I'm not really miss like. No. I, I you know. I don't have anything new anyway. I would have been buying new stuff, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. Did you get Dominion? I did. James Workshop so you, was nice enough to send me a copy of Dominion. Right, so you've got some I do stuff have a little there. bit, but I'm working on them orcs because that's what I like. Mm, gotcha. I actually picked up the guy standing on the troll and the, oh. guy, and the, and the guy with the... I forget what it's called, but it's um, like Sludge Draker. Yeah, yeah, the guy that could be he could yeah the guy that could be the character or the uh, yeah yeah because uh, yeah that guy's cool. I, I the only problem is I only have like twenty of their of their battle line the basic troops and you need at rippers, least yeah. thirty. Yeah, you probably need, more. You need, yeah, you need a bunch of them. I think so. I, th- I think a few boxes of them, and I might have a uh, an army of of just them, like a, not. Mm-hmm. 
you know, not having to mix between them. So I'm kind of excited. It's awful, awfully cool. Uh, what have you been doing? Well, I've been painting. I've been mm-hmm. painting my, um, what did I do? I, I bought some of the, uh, the, uh, the night haunt, the banshees, the, what are they called? The, 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 the ladies with the, the with the yeah, scythe hands, yeah, yeah. the Herodans. No, not the Herodans. The oh. other ones. The uh, the God. Why can't I think of the Morn? Oh, the, yeah, the ones that look that look like the Banshees. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got some of those. I painted up those because um, I didn't have any. I've been working on my Slanesh. Uh, I painted all the endless spells. I painted some demonettes on steeds. I painted. The uh, the the demonic characters, the um, the infernal rapturous and the uh, infernal ep- or the infernal epitome and the the one playing the harp. I played that one. I painted oh, that one. That harp one. Yep, that's the. Um, and then what else did I do? I painted the uh, the underworlds slanesh uh, warband. Oh yeah, I painted those guys. I saw that Slanesh took like some tournament around here, just like took the whole thing. I yeah, thought, they won, I thought yeah, they were yeah. supposed to be terrible. No, there, there's, <laughs> there's, de- <laughs> there's definitely ways to do it. I mean, I was looking at that guy's list, and I, you could see what he was doing, and it's pretty awesome. You know, just running around, capping objectives, trying to do pretty much tons of units, so you take lots of wounds, and then you're just summoning up like a unit of demonettes every turn. I think See? that's the idea. There you go. And you know, isn't that it. what it is? They're, glass ca- they're fast, things get killed, they yeah. come back, yep. they come back. Did he have yeah, a he Sigvald ba- in it? He did not. Uh, mm-hmm. Won it without Sigvald. Nice. Yeah. He had like, it was an interesting list. It was it was pretty neat. Um, what else have I been doing? I've been painting. Oh, I got some of these fiends, the Slanish fiends. Yeah. I'm in the process of painting those. Those are pretty sweet. I was trapped in Indianapolis for work for the last <laughs> month. So oh. I've just been sitting in hotel rooms putting together models and painting. Well, you know um, what? That's kind of amazing because it's like, yes, work sent you there, but now you were like, you had nothing to do. So it was like almost forced yeah. hobby. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and then what else? I've been working on my ultramarines. I painted um, some heavy intercessors, painted them. And I had in my collection, I had a drop pod I bought a long time ago. Oh, yeah? And it's just been sitting there. So I've been painting it. I cannot believe how long it has taken me to paint this thing. I think there's more surface area because you got to paint the inside, too. Uh, the doors uh, open. Uh, oh, my no, God. you don't. I was just about to ask you. <laughs> you don't. Well, if you, if you, All you got to do is get some glue and those doors be shut. Well, these ones open, so... I've been I painted the inside. There's got to be more surface area on this freaking drop pod than like on a regular battle tank. I swear to God, it's taking me forever. Oh, it's got to be a nightmare. I look at that. I remember I got one uh, when I had bought um, when I started collecting. I had some Space Marines, and I got some. Yeah. Some and I, the one that I got was from a, a guy who sold me his army, and it came with it all glued shut. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one opens. So I've been painting it. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm almost done with it. But. I mean, w- w- if you get it to where you can open and shut the doors and, mm-hmm. and it's all painted inside, yes, it's super nice. Yeah, it looks neat. I'm just not that guy. Yeah, I don't know how good it is in the game, but whatever. I, I had it. 
I've, it's been sitting there for a while, so I decided to paint it. If you got it, use it. I actually ran out of Altdorf Guard Blue painting the dying thing, so I had to go get more of that. That happens. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you know what? Let's talk Stormcast. Yep. Let's do it. Let's go into this. All right. Ooh, this book is ridiculously big. Can, okay, can we first talk, can we talk about this before we get into the lore? Because there's going to be a lot of lore. This book is too big. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just my opinion, and it may not be the popular opinion. Uh, I, I adore all 73 pages of lore. But what I have to point out is you get all this lore, right? Now, first you get the history. Then you get kind of what's going on now. Then you get the stuff where it sort of just talks about the different units and gives you like the characters, their background and the background on the units. There is 25 pages of the 73 is Mm -hmm. just talking about all the different characters and units because Mm -hmm. there's 70 some odd units in this book. And there's already a lot. They added more. 38 of them are, 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 are leader character are heroes. 38 heroes in this army that's more than some armies have like all their units it's the book is too big it's it it, i as i can't i can't wrap my head around everything like i couldn't i can't i like you really have to focus and build lists off of yeah well there's so many different ways to build this army i mean you could i mean my god i that's the thing there's so much here i just mm-hmm. it's to me it's overwhelming uh especially when a lot of these characters are uh, almost most of these characters like that are in an actual like uh are 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 um what do you call it why am i b- breaking on this well there's a thunder strike good for that most of these guys are hammers of sigmar it's like if you want to play right. with a lot of these characters they're almost all hammers of sigmar which yeah. seems a little lopsided to me personally yeah. That's what I play, so I'm not too worried about it. A lot of people play them because they're cool. (laughs) Um, But there's just so much here. And it's all – it's (sighs) – okay, I was talking with Rotor. I'm not even taking credit for any of this. I was talking with him. He's playing these now. Mm -hmm. And when we were discussing it, this this feels like a book that needs to break and have its basic stuff and then – these different storm hosts instead of just getting their one little rule like this is starting to feel like a 40k where you'd have different mini books for the different like a, like a, like a hammers of sigmar supplement yeah and then the hammers of sigmar stuff can be in the hammers of sigmar supplement book and you don't have to have 78,000 war scrolls in this book mm-hmm. um and you know, I, I'm kind of surprised they haven't because that's just a way to sell more books, you know? Like, it's true. And they do it with, with the 40K, and it seems to work. Uh, and I'm not saying they have to do that for everything, but I mean, God bless if America. You, if you, in the Space Marine book, the original one, before the supplements came out, did have rules for all the different factions, but they just weren't fleshed out as much. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just a complainer. I'm used to my my the last couple army books I had have like a two dozen units, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So seeing six dozen units plus in one book is staggering to me. I, I I'm I'm not good at this game. You can't give me that many choices. <laughs> 
<laughs> did you ever see? Did you ever watch a Christmas story? Sure. I look at this. Remember Christmas morning? Ralphie's little brother. Everything he opened, he's like, "Oh boy, that's mine! Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what I'm doing! I'm like, oh, I want one of those! I want one of those! Oh, that's so cool! None of it works together. Then I got to go back and look, and it's like, well, which should I take? Oh, you know what? I can't take ninety percent of this. I just wrote a seven thousand point army. Like right. it's this is I mean, overwhelming. Can, I mean, you can make an army with what, like fourteen models? I you mean, know, I, a, a, a tournament army with fourteen models, or you could make one with. A hundred models. That's what's so cool about this. My old Stormcast list usually had about 40 models. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah, now you can take a whole dragon list and just play with yeah. that if you're into well, dragons. You I'm kind of into dragons. I kind of would really love to just buy a bunch I like, of dragons. I like I like, like the Vandus Hammerhand as your general and then like four units of four Dracoth Riders. I like that. Oh, yeah. That'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts. You can do just about anything. It's ridiculous. But, and this is, like I said, maybe this is the per- this is so first world problems. This is the guy complaining that it's too much. You know, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm the guy in uh, in Monty Python's Meaning of Life who just had all the food and they want to give you that extra <laughs> wafer. And I'm like, nah, yeah, I'm gonna throw up. It's Lathalcine. I I can't. I, I, I'm afraid for the next couple of recording sessions we have to do. You know, <laughs> I'm literally afraid. Like, I'm hoping we can maybe record tomorrow, but if not, when I get back from going away for my anniversary, we got to get a couple done. I want to try to get all this book done by the end of the month, and it's going to be like three episodes this month, and it's all Stormcast all the time, and it's it. it it's great, but it's it's just exhausting. <laughs> Plus, I can't. I've been struggling sitting here going through this book, trying to find a way to break down and cover all the units mm-hmm. in a way that is not boring. And I can't figure it out. I mean, there's. I mean, it is kind of broken up, I and mean, they kind of break it up for you. I mean, there's like the redeemer keyword. There's the, you know, there's the. Maybe we'll have to do that. Just, find a way the to just a card keyword. There's the sacrosanct keyword. There's mm-hmm. the. You know, like that kind of thing. Maybe, you know what, maybe we could do is uh, when we get to that part on page 48 where it starts the 25 pages of unit descriptions, <laughs> maybe we follow that. Mm-hmm. Go through that because that'll kind of, I think that that won't follow the same way. That'll jump around a bit. And yeah. I think that still covers everybody in the book, including the new Bastion Carthalos guy. Yeah, that guy's cool. Yeah. He's, he's a dude's hammer. Yeah. My God. Brilliant. That D- guy looks. Oh. Damage. Four? He will Are, is, kill. Is there how much damage four is there in this? I game? don't. I don't remember a damage for anything. I mean, I'm certain there's got to be one somewhere. There's got to be one somewhere. I, he, he's the only guy that I can remember. But who's I mean, got not one. a not a six wound hero. Is he a six wound hero or is he more? I'm looking for him now because I can't find him. I know where areas. No, eight, eight, eight wounds. Eight wounds. Three up save. Oh my god, four attacks with a two inch range, threes by twos, two rend, damage four. Yeah, he, four yeah, board save. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's got the yeah, three by four on his save. Yeah. All out defense, get that two up save. Once per turn, he can uh, issue a command without spending it and. Anywhere on the table. At the end of a phase, if any enemy models were yeah. slain by wounds caused by this unit, you can heal all the wounds. You have yeah. to do all eight wounds in the phase because if he kills anything, right, he's back to eight. Yeah. That model is dumb. Yeah, he's tough. Just dumb. 
I mean, you'd have to get. But it's, just it's really paced him because he's got a four up ward. He's going to shrug off a three up save and a four up ward. Yeah, and it could become a two up save and a four he's up gonna, ward. He's going to shrug off seventy five percent of the damage you throw at him. Uh huh. Which uh-huh. means you have to do. You've got to you've got to drop 30. a nuke on this guy. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and it's but see, and that's that's the awesomeness of the stormcast. I here's the thing. I am complaining about the book, but once again, this is this is the, my, you know, my food is too delicious, my car is too, <laughs> you know, my bed is too soft, my car yeah. is too nice, you know, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's 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 a complaint of 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 too too good of a thing, you know, yeah. um, because I'm not one of those people who complain that Stormcast keep getting stuff. Uh, I love the Stormcast. I love seeing the chambers opened, but. All in one book. It's it's a, lot. it's a lot. So let's start talking some lore, though. Let's instead of just complaining, I just had I had to get that off my chest. I would love to see this somehow broken down, or at least broken down into things where it's like these guys have to be, you know, like kind of how the the space marine stuff goes. Or if you're going to take this, this is in this chamber only, mm-hmm. or this uh, or this uh, brotherhood only. Um, just to make it a little simpler, you know, yeah, and well, sort of I mean, streamline it. With the points jacked up, I mean, you can't put a lot of stuff in 2,000 points. Oh, that is true. There's, this mean, is not a cheap army. It's, no, it's not. No. It can, um, it can be if you're taking just all liberators and stuff. It can be. Even liberators but, are a buck 15. Like, they're not cheap either. I mean, I remember when they were 100 points. And it's like, are they that good now? They're 115. There are no there are no units in this book under 100 points unless you're taking three ether wings or three yeah. far striders. Right. Which are griffhounds. Yeah. Everything else. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Steelheart's champions, uh, if you want to take that. <laughs> I know people like to take their uh, Underworld's crews, but I'm just like, okay, whatever. Um, but most everything is, I mean, there's nothing cheap in this book. Mm-mm. But you know what? When they come down with the strength of lightning and they go away with the lightning crashing all around you. That's nasty. It's cool. All right. So Storm Incarnate. Yeah. Rank after rank of holy paladins, shields ready, blades drawn, bone reliquaries, and tribal tchotchkes clattering against their gleaming plate. Their weather-beaten faces are marked with tattoos and war paint of forgotten providence, or else locked behind impassive, unsettling helms. Should you fell one of these storm-born warriors, their demise is marked by an eruption of heavenly energy that annihilates all those nearby, leaving lightning-blackened corpses in their wake. This is awesome! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this book is dark, by the way. It Can is. we just talk about that for a second, too? Yeah, they kind of stuck a tone in there. Like these S- guys know; these guys are determined, right? They know what they have to do, and they're not thrilled about it, but they got to do it because that's their duty, you know. These guys have a bit of a torturous existence for heroes, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I know a lot of people don't like Sigmar. Um, I love Sigmar. Sigmar is the type of hero I enjoy. The Sigmar is the type of hero who you see in the movie that is more of a film noir. Like, there are no good choices for him to make. He right. has to make the least bad choice as best he as as best he can see it. Yeah. And people suffer no matter what choices he makes, but somebody's got to make choices. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of dark portents here. I'm not saying we'll ever see chaos stormcast. No, I don't think that. I don't happen. think we will. 
But there is a lot. I, there are things when I'm reading this that parallel a lot of stuff I read in the Horus Heresy books. Hmm. Just the the tone, the idea, the feelings of how how they're. I'm like, oh, I love this stuff. I really love the lore for this. Um, like I said, not probably won't buy a whole army of it. I'm really happy with the uh, my. Uh, Night Hunt, what I'm playing with, and I'm these new orcs I've, have got me. I've finally succumbed and got some orcs. <laughs> That's um, excellent. But this is, oh, I like that it's not just the, you know, that image of the beautiful, shining, you know, guys coming to the rescue, but mm-hmm. underneath there is, it's, it's ugly. Yeah. Well, because sometimes the people who they're coming to save might be next. That's, yeah. <laughs> Um, so if you guys don't know much about this, um, and uh, uh, another interesting thing in this book is that as you're reading the Stormcast history, it's hitting all the history. It's like, right, the that his- was that, yep. I was going to bring that up. Like we've already talked about most of this background in previous lore episodes. It's funny how many other books just focus on their thing and they, I mean, they mention like, no book doesn't mention the Necroquake, you know what I'm right. saying? Because it was a big thing. Yeah. But this mentions everything because literally in this game the Stormcast are in the center of it all and that's one right. of the things that this book really drives home. If you've read the other books and the other lore, all of it's here. Mm-hmm. The Stormcast are in the middle of Everything that has happened in this game in the last five years, and that's yeah. one of the reasons the lore is so deep. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't know, you know, Sigmar was from the world that was, and when that all blowed up, uh, all that was left was the core called Malice, which was basically a big, giant, and a, a moon-sized ball of. I think it's huge. I think it's yeah. I think it's moon-sized. Yeah, I think it's big. And uh, it's a moon-sized ball of uh, basically what is not Mithril, whatever they call it. Gromril. Sigmarite. Yeah. Sigmarite. They call it Sigmarite now, but there was Gromril back in the mm-hmm. world that was. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, then, you know, it's it's him and Galmaraz just sort of frozen and stuck on this thing, hurtling through space because he can't die, apparently. And then uh, Dracothian, the dragon god, kind of sees him and warms him up, and then he shows him the mortal realms, and he's amazed. I love this little kind of blurb on page four where it talks about the god king, and there's just some some things in here, like, like after the destruction of the world that was, Sigmar was left clinging to the core of malice. All that remained, so he believed, of his sundered home. I love that. Like, why did they put that in there? <laughs> well, I think part of that is because... <laughs> little nuggets. Well, like, and I think part of that is we, that's all he thought that was left, but then when he got there, he met Teclis again, mm-hmm. Alerial. Like, there were people, there were other things that survived. Right, because we've talked about that. We've talked about the other things that have survived from the world that was. The Oak of Ages, like that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Like Gotrek. Yeah, yeah Gotrek. <laughs> yeah. I've been on such a Gotrek kick lately. I, uh, I I realized that all the old books are on Audible. Yeah, they are. And so after I listened to the last two books and finally heard the end of the story mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. world that was, I yeah. went back and started listening from the beginning. Oh, Troll Slayer? Yeah. I, fix, I finished the first three. I finished Troll Slayer, um, uh, whatever. I'm on Dragon Slayer now. Like, I got to yeah. pick that one up on Audible. Those, those were the books that really hooked me into... Warhammer, basically, mm-hmm. or it was was those Bill King books. The those cra- are just 
the craziest thing is now that I'm listening to them again and realizing that from that beginning story till the very end story where Gotrek is is and that gate, yeah, it's about thirty years. Yeah, and you when you when you listen to those first books and you hear them talking how it's the end times and people are like oh the end times are coming and yeah. Felix would every once in a while be like I think you might be right and you're like oh. Yeah, yeah, damn, you're right. (laughs) Hindsight, going back and listening to those books and realizing that he's got 30 years and the world is literally going to be destroyed to its core. Uh, it, it The re-listen changes a bit of that tone when oh, you yeah, know where it's going. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. But I'm sorry, I'm totally distracting us here. Okay. Um, you know, he puts, you know, and you've all heard the story. He basically finds a lot of the other gods. He pulls together a pantheon of these guys, kind of, kind yeah. of slightly, I, I don't want to say strong arms, but he really kind of manipulates and forces everybody to join when nobody's yeah. really that keen to join. Um, you know, he gets Gorka Morka to join. Um, even he kind of forces Nagash to join. Nagash doesn't like it, but he does it. Um, and that's when you get the Battle of the Burning Skies. Chaos basically makes its attack. They're constantly pushing back. Um, they trick Sigmar into throwing his hammer at what he thinks is Archeon. Yeah. But it's just a mirage, and there's a, a, a warp hole opened. Mm-hmm. And he throws his hammer away on accident to where he doesn't know. And so that's when he has to withdraw. Uh, okay. And then he, he has to lock off Azir. Yeah. What do you think of that? I mean, that's kind of, I mean, this is, I think, one of the first of those hard choices he had to make. Yeah, he's got to do it. Um, yeah, I don't think, well, I don't know how much choice he had. I mean. Well, I mean, he could have just kept fighting and not closed his ear, but then I think it would have all fallen to, ca- like. Yeah, but without without the hammer, I think it would have been a losing battle. And eventually, you know, they would have been backed up to the gate of his ear anyways. And then he might not have had time to lock it, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, and it, it says here, every time it talks about it, it like he knew he was condemning millions to torture. Mm-hmm. But if he didn't, they definitely were going to lose the whole battle. Right. Um, that's a hard choice. Yeah. That's a cruel choice. I don't know if it's cruel. And I, I tell you what, if you're one of the people outside the gate when it closes, you think it is while they're while they're yeah. you know raping and killing and and eating yeah. people and not even necessarily in that order. I mean, um, I'm just saying. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, it was necessary, but it's mm-hmm. that's a you know I'm going to save yeah, this there's, realm. There's no good. Yeah, yeah, there's no good answer. And yeah. that's why I like this Sigmar makes the choices that nobody wants to make but somebody has to make right you know and then he's in there and he this is I, this is important because this is where sigmar becomes the frontline warrior mm-hmm. and the guy who's out there among the people uh to locked up here and now he's got to be he's got to lead not from the rear that's a skaven thing but he's got to lead from up high he can't be in the thick of it anymore Right. I mean, he gives away Galmaraz once he gets it back. Yeah, he gives it back. To, he gives it to the Salison Prime. Yeah, I mean, he can't be in the battles anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is this is growth, I think, for him. Realizing, look, I can't, I can't be everywhere at once. I need to have an army to lead. I can't do this on my own, and that's mm-hmm. pretty cool uh, stuff going on. And oh, what an army they made him and oh. yeah. Um, the sit- Go ahead. Yeah, with you know Grugney's there, he's helping him. 
And then they talk about the six Smiths. It's like, mm-hmm. sure. We don't really know who they are, but I guess they're dwarves. I think they are because they're 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 Grungni's six Smiths, yeah. yeah. And of course, yeah. who they're his servants, the six. Who else would he get? Nobody builds right. stuff like dwarves. Yeah, That's, Dwarden. I, I should yeah, say. Dwarden. Yeah, because all I keep hearing about is you know it's Dwarden work because other work is shoddy. You know, right? Um, Umgak. Um, <laughs> um, it's interesting here. He didn't just pick warriors. Like he worked with Grungni, and they figured out that they could. Take people and the before the people worthy of this job, he would grab them before, right yeah. as they were about to die. Um, but he didn't just take, like I said, warriors. He took physicians and anyone who fit a certain bill that he needed. Mm-hmm. Um, it also talks about how you know the Stormcast's immortality is a curse. Uh, their existence has become a cycle of hellish carnage and violent demise. Mm-hmm. And though few speak of it, it carries a terrible flaw, a glitch that sees a Stormcast soul and mind flaking away each time they are remade in body. With every rebirth, a Stormcast loses more of his memories and emotion, while their attitudes toward descent, even the most minor kind, grow more uncompromising. One must wonder whether Sigmar's people have as much fear from their protectors as their enemies. Um... And this is a theme throughout this whole book. Yeah, was that in like the original Stormcast book? I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't play AOS. 1. I don't remember I don't, if it was I in don't the remember first talking book. About the flaw, you know. Um, it did talk about it was it was it was like one of the big themes in the first stories where people would come back after one or two reforgings and they'd mm-hmm. be odd. Yeah, and nobody really talked about it, but it was they noticed it was odd and. Um, that was a big deal, you know, but nobody kind of knew what was going on. Now it's happening more. And then you start to see, yeah, this book openly talks about it and talks oh, about yeah. what Sigmar's doing to fix it and what he can't do now to fix it. And it's, it's just, oh, there's so much good stuff in here. Um, should we jump to the Tempest Breaks? Yep. Yeah. So this is, this talks about the, you know, the age of Sigmar, when Sigmar comes out of Azir and attacks chaos. This is the Realmgate Wars. But this whole you know? first column in page eight. Yeah. Okay. Let's look at that first big paragraph. Let's look at the end. He's talking mm-hmm. about the, you know, for centuries, oh, the yeah. age of chaos is happening. I've got notes here on this, okay? Mm-hmm. It was not only living recruits that Sigmar sought. Across the underworlds of Shyish, spectral warriors were snatched away to be reforged as his champions. That this left many of the underworlds at the mercy of invading chaos forces was considered worth the cost to bolster Sigmar's hosts. Okay, wait a minute. I thought <laughs> I was under the impression that Nagash was mad at him. Because he was taking souls as they were about to die, and they should have gone to Nagash. And I'm thinking, oh, quit your whining. You got enough. He's going to Shyish, where the, the dead are moving around and the ghosts are fighting. And he's taking them away from what, yeah, where they're, they're, they're fighting. Yeah, they're underworlds, yeah. Yeah, it's not like they're at the moment of death. These are the already dead who are fighting to protect their afterlife realms, and he's taking them away. And this is leaving these realms unprotected. Right. Because is, their this, best leaders are gone. Yeah, this is like the anvils of the Heldenhammer. That's these guys. Nagash has every right to be upset about this. <laughs> he does. I, nah. I, I mean, no, dude, he's a whiny c- 
complainer all the time, but he's defending his realm, right? I mean, Sigmar's defending his, well, Sigmar's trying to defend everything, but Sigmar locks up Azir. Uh, Nagash is trying to defend Shyish. And well, Nagash also stole all these underworlds from their rightful owners by killing yes, the he, yes, he did. Under, the other underworlds and absorbing their gods. He so, did conquer right. and claim all of all <laughs> of the underworlds, right? Yes, yeah, he did do right. that. And I'm not saying he's a good guy. Yeah. Um you know, but it's now it's his underworlds, but he is still defending the entirety of the underworlds as his own. And his best generals are disappearing because Sigmar took them. And right. it, you know, I was never in the military, but I know if you took all of our best generals away, we would be in a bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. And it says here in the book very clearly that they were. And he was like, "Well, too bad. We need you for the bigger fight, not just Shyish for every place." Yeah. Uh, then it says, as the long wait stretched into centuries, Sigmar bade Azir to be purged of any base creature that had earned his ire, allowing his chosen to test themselves in true conflict. This is after he's made them, and they need to go out there and sort of hone their fighting skills. So, mm-hmm. but here, it's any, it doesn't say, now, yes, it says later in the book, he sent them out against orcs that were there, and anything right. chaosy that was there, Skaven. Right, so Azir had, like, in the mountains... That's where, like, the dragon ogres are still hanging out. So I think they're talking about maybe some of that, where they would go into those yes. hills and mountains and purge the thunderscorn from those. True, but the English teacher in me is looking at the actual words on the page in this particular section. Mm-hmm. Purge any base creature that had earned his ire. That doesn't say chaos. That doesn't say corrupt. That's just some, th- go get rid of the things I don't like here. Yeah. That is, that's what it actually says. Now, I don't know if I'm reading into it, but once again, this whole intro is like, oof, yeesh, okay. And yeah, then, but, that, but, also, but it also says that those base creatures were actually in the realm of Azir. Right, and he, had, and he yeah. was cleansing Azir, yeah. and I get yeah. that you're cleansing, yeah. cleansing Azir, Azir. But once yeah. again, anything that got his ire, right. that could be residents of Azir who didn't like what he was doing. <laughs> could be. You know that what I'm saying? Be. This is yeah, this sure. is where it's like, oof, oof. Because later, when I'm reading that thing where they're coming in and they're going through and they're they're putting the Sigmar's brand on the people who don't listen. Mm-hmm. Did you read that part? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There is some, there's some, this is, what? What? Uh, let's see. Um. Each Comet's Day, I love Comet's Day, the faithful flock to hear readings from the Saga Vandus, which chronicles the deeds of the Hammerhands Chamber and the Hammers of Sigmar during the first campaigns across Akshi. I love that it's only been a couple hundred years, but obviously right. life in here, most people probably don't live past like 40 or 50. Let's yeah, say I mean, old age is probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if a generation is 25 years, you're talking. Well, you a know. generation isn't even that, is it? I mean, I thought a generation is about 10 years. 10, well, 15 maybe in, years. Maybe, you know? it's, maybe in Sigmar times it's 10 years, but I think a traditional generation is like 25 years, something like I, that. I didn't think it was that long because we have, you know, Gen X was like 10. Well, 15, they, yeah. they keep breaking it up. Right. I'm just saying. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 200 years, yeah. You know, st- I mean, that's, that's a lot. That's like talking about the, um, the Revolutionary War for us, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Like, that's how far back. But they talk about this, and it's just like they, they get together. They recollect all. It's really right. interesting. It's sort of like, you know, it's, I guess it's like their 4th of July, if you're American. Yeah. yeah, they talk about it like, you know, it's, you know, that, you know it's like their, it's their history, you know, and they're proud of it. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. I love they talk about these different storm keeps and stuff, too. Lay preachers sing of Garda Steel Souls ordeal in the Garden of Nurgle. The Tableau Morbidia, a colossal. Okay. 
One of the <laughs> one of the storm keeps has something called the Tableau Morbidia, a colossal banner woven from the hair of Sigmarite martyrs, portraying <laughs> the attempts of the anvils of the Heldenhammer to forge an alliance with Nagash and Shyish and their betrayal. It's made out of hair. <laughs> yeah. Martyrs of the so, mar- of Sigmarite martyrs. I don't know dead, who that is. Dead guys. Yeah, uh. that's just what is happening. <laughs> um, it talks about the objectives in the realm get wars. There's so much here. Um, and then they get up to the part where they're talking about the uh, the actual in the realm gate wars where where uh, Sigmar tried to take uh, the eight points back from and make it the all points again. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the all points. Because there was places that could go everywhere from there. Yeah. Uh, but then when Archeon took it, it became the eight points, just like the eight-pointed sigil of chaos. Yeah. Uh, they were able to seal Akshi, the Gyronite Arcways, and um, I thought yeah. there was... Oh, and Azir, obviously, is locked off. Oh, yeah. So yeah. three of the eight realms is locked off from the all points from Archeon, which is cool. You know, you, you can't just... You can't go everywhere. That guy's a monster. But uh, this is, uh, I mean, like I said, this is this well, is the stuff yeah. we've been talking about for years. Yeah, this is the this is the basic lore that's in like the, you know, the main rulebook. Yeah, um, I think it's break time. Sure, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna start talking about um, the War of Heaven and Death. So this will be some of the stuff that's going on uh, up to up to the Soul Wars which was second edition, and then we'll get up to the new stuff when we come back. Yeah. There's always something happening at Grognard's. That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, and at grognardgames.com. They are now open daily from 12 to 7 for your gaming pleasure. Now, if you want, you can go into the store, find what you need. Not comfortable going into the store, even with a mask on? Call them up for curbside pickup. Or order online at grognardgames.com. They've got what you need. They've got Warhammer. They've got Dungeons & Dragons. They've got Marvel Crisis Protocol. They've got Battletech. They've got a huge pre-owned section, and you can find it on grognardgames.com or in the store. Now, you can't play in the store right now. Still got to have social distancing protocols, and if I got to stay more than six feet away from you, probably can't play a game of Magic. Probably going to be pretty difficult to play a game of Warhammer either, but you can still get all your hobby needs met at Grognards because if the world starts to reopen and your hobbying starts to take off again, you know you're going to need stuff, and you can find it at Grognards. And why? No why because there's always something happening at Grognards. And we're back. Hello. Hey, hey. Um, we are back with A War of Heaven and Death. Um... Now, this is what they call the season of war with the Realmgate Wars are basically ending. And now they're trying to lock down their cities and grow their cities from there. Yeah, because um, they've, they've established footholds 
in the mortal realms. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know they've got and Hammer what, Hall. They've got you know they've got you know the big the big cities are now planted. And I forget which book we read it in, but I think they said that like chaos actually took over about eighty percent of the mortal yeah. realms, and Sigmar's taken back like five or ten percent. Yeah, it's not a lot. No, there's still a chaos is still a danger, and it's everywhere. Um, Another, uh, and I've got notes all over about this type this type of writing where I read this stuff and it makes me nervous. Um, I suppose if you were one of Sigmar's faithful, this would seem normal to you. But when I read stuff like this, uh, Stormcast lords and Castellans sat on the councils of the Grand Conclaves while Lord Veriton stalked the back alleys alongside the dreaded Order of Azir, seeking those recalcitrants who threatened the God King's vision. <laughs> is that once again we're not talking about seeking out the the bits of chaos who no. the people who are threatening the god king's vision we have to get rid of yeah they're they're looking out for the they're looking for the cultists all those i hope they're talking about chaos cultists because it doesn't <laughs> say that <laughs> yeah that's what they mean oh come on we've already there's <laughs> we know that a couple of the storm hosts have gone through and purged entire oh, yeah. cities and like killed a lot of people who you know and no, you could you could you could always sit around and say no one is innocent but these people didn't deserve to be purged yeah i mean there gets great there are people who are just as afraid of the stormcast as they are of chaos for sure even though they know the stormcast is protecting them they're freaking scary um what else goes in here that talks about the soul wars Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, here's one. It talks about when the Necroquake, uh, when the Necroquake ran through and it broke all of his little warding spells that it, right. uh, it showed that uh, opened up yeah, the reveal, storm vaults. Re- revealed all the storm vaults because there was the magic in there that from Teclas that Sigmar reverse engineered to, you know, shroud his which not only upset Teclas but yeah. So he's hiding these things. But it, what did it conceal? Spells, artifacts, and creatures that Sigmar deemed too powerful to destroy and too dangerous to wield. That's right. a lot of big decisions. Once again, making the call. Yeah. And they're everywhere. Know, yeah. Smart people yeah, are everywhere. You know, people shouldn't have this, but I don't want to destroy it. Why? Do, if it's too dangerous to wield, why not? To, now, too powerful to destroy means it might be beyond his measure to destroy it. But some of these items, it just seemed like, you know what? I don't want to destroy it. Like, nobody should have exactly. this, but I'm going to keep right. it just in case. And yeah, I might need it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to say, there's nothing bad per se here, but it also doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he talks about the sancros- the Sancrosanct Chamber, which I think is important because it mentions it a couple of times in this book. These guys were... Uh, when he built the sacrosanct chamber, they never ever took the field. Right, they watched over the anvil. They watched the, the anvil because when uh. when the reforging process happens, it's torturous to these stormcasts, and some of them go mad. Yeah, and if they go mad and break off and run, it's the sacrosanct that have to sort of rein them in and capture them again, right. and then dispose of them. Mm-hmm. It's also the sacrosanct who as the Stormcasts are going over the anvil, are sort of helping to soothe them. Like, make that torturous reforging a little less torturous. But now, with the Soul Wars happening, and all this death magic energy, they gotta go. So Sigmar's like, look, I know 
they've got to go. And this is another one of those hard choices. Yes, the reforging is going to be worse. Yes, without them there, this whole flaw is going to be exacerbated. But they got to go. And this is just, it's like, oh, this is just getting worse. Like your plan, and I think part of it all boils down to, do you forgive him for making the Stormcast even though he knew that this was... It, I think you have to because I mean, without the stormcast, I mean, the mortal realms would be doomed. It's just not working right, though, and everything he does to try to fix it isn't working. And now the thing, even the stuff he had to smooth it over, he's got to pull that away. Right. And it's like, at what point? This is. It. it I just feel like I've got a recipe for disaster here. Mm. Yeah, because without them to soothe those spirits who passed over the anvil, the degradation uh, suffered by the Stormcast would only intensify. Yeesh. Mm-hmm. And then you get a summation of everything uh, up to the Soul Wars, up to the up, up to the end of uh, basically right before the you know all this stuff for the Broken Realms happens, right before uh, Third yeah. Edition. Each city preserved a pre- or for each city preserved or predatory spell quashed, a storm vault was raided, or a site of arcane power was corrupted. Only the relentless zeal of the stormcasts, joined with the strength of mortal conviction, kept their fledgling empire intact. Whether they could do so indefinitely remained to be seen. That's that's pretty much right up to where third edition starts. Yeah. So the, yeah. So next one is Era of the Beast, uh-huh. uh, which is. Which is basically where we are now. With uh, it's kind of it's like this kind of goes over the the Broken Realms books, you know, kind of runs through you, runs you through Teclas and Morathi and Morathi, Bellacor, yeah, the whole yeah, nine yards. Kragnos, Kragnos. Um, but what I like here is on the under the second strike, Grungni returns. Yeah, because you need a good Dwarden god to show up. Uh, he returned from his self-imposed exile to rejoin Sigmar's pantheon. He did not come empty-handed. He discovered much lore concerning the forging of soul stuff as he sought a means of correcting the flaw in his initial labors. Though such still eluded him, he set to work crafting a new miracle, the Thunderstrike Armor. Um, remember people were talking about the, the symbols yeah. on the models? And diamonds. I like that it's explained here. Yeah, well, because it, it looked like a dwarf or, or dwarden. Like, it looked like those. Yeah, like dwarf rune. Yeah, sure. Um, Thunderstrike armor is capable of channeling the storm as never before. The sacred maker's mark wrought into each blessed suit, a cross between Sigmar's visage and Grungni's distinctive diamond-shaped rune, an unmissable symbol of an alliance reforged, function as a resonator for the soul. So these are the guys who are coming down with that lightning strike. So when if they come from the heavens and they land, some of those guys have that lightning strike that comes down. That's a pretty cool. What are they called? Annihilators or those? Who are those big dudes? Yeah, those, are the, those are the annihilators. Yeah. Yeah, they land and they've got that whole range of just boom stuff gets like, taken. Yeah, it's like a ten inch. It's it's yeah, ten inch range and it's three plus D three mortal wounds. Yeah, and then uh, you know, and then when they when they go off the board. A lot of these guys are causing the lightning strikes, and you can—it's it's really cool. But yeah. the Thunderstrike armor, and now it explains that symbol because a lot of people I remember when that first the model came out, like, "What is this? This doesn't look right." Oh, that's what it is, though. It's the union of the Dwarden and the humans. That is the best union. This is the best timeline right there. 
Yeah, I mean, it's historic in Warhammer. It's always been that alliance between Sigmar and the dwarves. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's where he got the Warhammer. Mm hmm. So, and we all know I love the Dwarden. So, uh, so then basically now we're kind of we're getting up to third edition in the Dominion box. Um, the the Lord Lord Crondis and uh, Karazai have returned. So and yeah, they've so got they, the 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 Draconith eggs that they gave to uh, the Seraphon to hold. That's a cool story too. It is neat. Yeah, I love the fact that the dragons came back. I think everyone thought the dragons that got you know teased and leaked that the elves were going to get those. Mm-hmm. I think everyone just oh the elves are going to get dragons. Like nope, Stormcast dragons. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> cool. Of course, the Stormcast got him. There's so many people who are angry about that, but I like how it's this. this all uh, the, they're not just introducing new things; they're weaving this into all of this lore stuff. So these new, different dragons come from this other, you know, this other stuff. Um, the long explanation of the dragons who stayed on Earth and didn't stay up in the heavens with Dracothian, the Draconith, the ones that were fighting against Kragnos. Um, it's just really cool stuff in here. Uh, and then it says, an era of bold expansion and ceaseless cr- crusading has dawned. Time will tell whether Sigmar's grand vision can be realized. And that's where we're yeah. at. And this yeah. is a really cool thing because this is with uh, the realm of Gur and the beasts. But this is all about this expansion now. And a lot of these stories are moving. You know, what's happening? We're moving out of these mega cities we've built, these bastions of order in the middle of all this chaos. And bringing them out, and like literally one in 12 make it. Yeah, the Dawnbringer Crusades. Yeah. That's and crazy. That's a, hu- that's, a, that's a huge part of the of the core book for third edition. Like we went over all that, you know, that uh-huh. those were those really cool maps and those, you know, of like the of the, of the towns that they set up, and those are really yeah, and neat. I'm And I'm not trying to just blow through all this stuff like it's not important, but we literally covered it like in the last six months. That's all we've been talking about. And this, yeah. once again, the story of the entire Age of Sigmar is part of the Stormcast story. So it's all in yep. here. We don't yep. need to repeat every bit of it. Right. So um, this next section, Bastions of the Tempest, there is some, I think it's new information about oh, yeah. these. Uh, yeah. So they're talking about you know, they're going out into the countryside, Dawnbringer Crusades. They're, you know, they're setting up on the the ley lines and they're putting down the cities on the realm gates and they're doing it all on purpose. And they talk about once the cities get built up, they start um, creating, you know, these, they call them star bridges. This is Can we talk new. about the star bridges? Because I've got, yeah. yeah. Um, so... They're you know they're they're moving out and they're fortifying the realm gate hard so they they build them around or next to a realm gate. These are usually these parts of power. You build a storm keep there, right? Uh, and they'll they'll do all the best. They'll have the Lord Castellans out there and the Lord Ordinators, and they'll be building this place and putting everything together. And then, while Mason Lords focus on physical defenses, the Wise Masters of the Sacrosanct Chamber. So those are the guys who are easing people over the anvil. And the Relictor Temple concern themselves with another crucial element of the Stormkeep, the Star Bridges. These mystical paths provide a direct link to the Azerite Fortress of the Sigmarabulum. Um, 
This is where when the Sigmar when basically when Stormcast get killed, they get sucked towards this. This is like the quick path up. This is also yeah. I think what's helping stop when because of the the yeah so yeah the the cur- the poison skies or the cursed skies the cursed skies Bal- yeah yeah that Bellacor is had unleashed uh, in that book in uh, in Gur and that's kind of spreading throughout the realms basically they kind of talk about it where it's not consistent like it's like kind of sometimes it's here sometimes it's there it's seems well, to be. He's yeah. he corrupted some of these points of power, but he understands mm-hmm. that all of these points. One of the things Bellicor really got was that some people didn't was all of the realm gates, all of the connections between. They're all linked. Yeah. So by breaking a few major ones, he corrupted this whole section and managed to do this burning sky. And we talked about that a few episodes back. But now they've got this. But here's what I got a question about. Okay, so it draws the souls and speeding them up to Azir for reforging. Yeah. Powered by spirit energy, often <laughs> willingly sacrificed by those stormcasts who have passed over the anvil one too many times, the star bridges are vital for. So wait, so if you've gone through, if, basically, if you've gotten too thinned out, if you're just not feeling it as you're going over that reforging, they're sort of easing you over, and you're just having trouble, and you don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, they, they you just sacrifice yourself willingly to be part of the energy to to lead your brothers home. Is this I what think- they're saying? I think so. I think your soul, your spirit energy. I don't know if it's like a, it stays there, kind of like, like an Eldar Infinity Circuit. I don't know if it's like that, or if it's like, you know, you just your energy that you use there is spent and you're gone, or I don't know if you linger within the Starbridge. I don't. I don't know. It's 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 weird, and it seems yucky. Like it just seems like something <laughs> like willingly given. Uh, once again. I, how willing are any of the Stormcasts in any of this stuff? I just keep coming back to that question. I mean, if you've been reforged like a dozen times, maybe you don't care anymore. I guess. It's just, it seems it seems a horrible existence for those guys. Yeah. Um, and then it's, I like how it talks about sometimes the skinks are there doing stuff. And I'm like, yeah. oh, they have a strange affinity to the realm gates. Of course they do. They were there <laughs> in the old world with the old the old ones working yeah. those those gates. They know that they're warp warp gates. They know or yeah. what do they call those um, webway portals? They know what sure. a webway portal is. Oh yeah. They do you remember the Nave Black Talon book? Yes, very much so. Okay, so in that book, I was reading. I I, I kind of thought that they almost took the reforging process kind of lightly in that they're like, eh, it's okay. If this thing blows up, we're just going to get reforged. So I, no, I, no see, I felt there was a bit of bravado in that. Like, if, yeah. you know, they, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, lots of danger, little chance of success, almost certain death. What are we yeah. waiting for? Like, yeah. You know, you gotta be. You know, if if we're gonna get blown up, well, you know what? At least we'll get reforged. We, you know, yeah. it doesn't necessarily but, mean we die. But I've kind of thought like a couple times they were just like, you know what? We need to get a message back. Well, I mean, we, you know, we we, well, we'll get reforged and then we can bring the message back of how much peril there is instead of like. That's happened a couple <laughs> of times. That's happened yeah. a couple. Like the guy when Marathi was screwing everybody yeah. over. Right. Remember that when Marathi was... Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. I didn't know that that... I didn't mean for that to happen. Um, but, yeah. 
that's uh, yeah. I mean, they've done that several times in the stories. Yeah, I feel like it. They almost take it kind of lightly. Like, yeah, we'll just get reforged. No big. Or, but, or is it that it's this important that we're willing to risk it and and go through it again? Maybe. I I think maybe like just over the years of the the story, like they're trying to up the stakes a little bit for this yeah. reforging, you know. Well, and that because that was a weird thing because chaos guys, whenever you killed a chaos demon, eventually they'd come back, and yeah. now they built because I remember when first edition came out. And I'm like, so wait, these guys can they just come back? Like that yeah. there's literally no stakes involved if you can just come back. Yeah. And that was one of the big things I was saying when I was first talking about it. And then the books start coming out and they're like, he's a little odd when he came back. He's a little different. And you're like, uh oh. Yeah. And now it's like straight up, it's like, oh, this is a problem. Right. This uh, over the last couple hundred years, this has become a problem. And it's like, oh, okay, well, good. Now we've got some stakes again. Um yeah, so back to the star bridges. Um, yeah, so I mean, they're kind of crucial for these outposts or these new cities because basically they they just kind of allow, I guess, a short circuit, you know, so that you're definitely going back. I mean, I think if a Stormcast dies and well, he's not around one of these things, he still gets translated into energy and will make his way back to Azir you Eventually. don't have to have a star bridge if there you don't if, have if the cursed have skies aren't near you because uh, remember later in the book they talk about how um, sometimes they get sent into areas where the cursed skies are happening and some of yeah. the sacrosanct are going there on purpose to try to find out some of the secrets mm-hmm. um, but the cursed skies they're not everywhere it's, and they're not that prevalent but they're prevalent enough where now that we know what they are it's dangerous right. But I still think so. Where the, where there's you know where you're building, you might as well build this because this is your direct pipeline. This is your hardwired. You don't have to you don't have to rely on the Wi-Fi. Yeah, you're hardwired, <laughs> so you're gonna yeah. you, you can go straight up even if the cursed skies are around you. You know. Yeah, and um, the Thunderstrike armor helps with that too. Right. So there's some really cool stuff that is going on uh, here. Uh, they have the stuff. They talk a bit about the Perspicarium. The Bastion of Flame. This is a cool read. Did you want to talk about this at all? Was there yeah, anything I mean, that stood out? Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just, this is like the main place. It's like the, you know, the Hammers of Sigmar. This is their Stormkeep. Yep. You know, and there's some, there's some, there's some pretty neat stuff in here. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there's some cool stuff, but this is stuff that you could totally read. Like, I mean, and I'm not trying to blow it off, but they talk about mm-hmm. a lot of different storm keeps and a lot of cool stuff. Hammers of Sigmar always sort of get the. They're kind of like the Ultramarines. They get all the they get all the love. <laughs> yeah, and I, I thought ain't got they a might, problem with I thought that. They, I thought they might push away from that a little bit, but they nope. did not. They, they doubled went, down. They, they doubled down on the Hammers of Sigmar. Like, sweet. Which is cool if you play Hammers of Sigmar, but if you play some of these other guys, you're like, come on, man, can we have a couple of characters? <laughs> yeah. You want characters? Go join the Hammers. Right. You got, you got Gardas. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so now they're talking Dawnbringer Crusades, which we literally mm-hmm. talked about two months ago. Yeah, we went in great detail. Yeah, for for every successful crusade that becomes a new candle, I like to call them candle towns. You got Sigmar's yeah, flame burning in there. Yeah. Another is slaughtered wholesale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's, the map is cool because it shows you. It's got some new. It's got the crusade paths on it. Which yes, is neat. that's very. The maps in here are always good. Yeah, 
I, I have to say, the map work on this book is fantastic, but we're also spoiled now because we have eight separate realms full of maps. It's not mm-hmm. just, it's not just that Middle Earth or world that was world. sort of here is here is. Western oh Europe, gosh. here's a little bit of Eastern Europe. Everything past Eastern Europe is the white wild lands. Yeah. And then over to the east is something that looks like it was America, but we don't go there too much and there's not it's it's kind of dangerous. Bagaros, yeah. yeah. So, what was cool about those maps is that they really would zoom in. Yes. I mean, my god, you could ha- you'd have a whole map of like Altdorf. Yep. You know, and it was you know, a map you know, a two-page map just about Altdorf. You're like, oh, my God, this is awesome. I can look at this for hours, you know. Oh, sure. But now you've got these maps, and they do zoom in right. on in the different things, and there's still a lot yeah. of cool stuff, and there is so much more to explore. Right, there's a ton of stuff. That's the best part about this. They have, I mean, it's not as big as the 40K universe, which is billions of full planets, but yeah. the eight realms are ridiculously large. Yeah, I don't envy the guy who has to come up with all the names for these things. Oh, Good gravy. Yeah, it's that's nobody wants to deal with that. But somebody <laughs> hey, somebody's getting paid to do it and they're oh, yeah. and they're getting it done. Yeah. So um there's some interesting thing in the timeline here too. There's some cool stuff in the timeline. Oh, um yeah. I mean a, a lot of this is rehash of stuff that we've read. Is there anything here that stuck out to you? Um I got I just, a couple. Yeah, I, I always like um when they talk about the the burning sky stuff. I always, I always like that. Um, let's see. The, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I, I, I really like the, the reclaiming of the hammer too. Yeah. You know, that kind of, I, that's just a cool, that was a great story. story. I remember it's a really good story. Yeah. Um, I gotta say though, the God Kings brand. Hmm was frightening um, yeah. as wailing nighthawk processions cross the land the citizens of Azerheim and retinues of newly reforged stormcasts are forced to stand in defense of their stronghold because nighthawk can move through almost anything so there I mean and there's dead bodies in Azir and when the necroquake goes through it wakes them up so now you've got ghosts running around, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Any mortal who shirks from their duties or shows cowardice in the face of danger is rounded up to be judged. The worst Dang. offenders are marked <laughs> with the God King's brand, a symbol so redolent with sacred celestial energies that it mercilessly burns away any evil or disloyal thought. <laughs> with its citizenry secure, Azerhine becomes stable once more. What? Yeah. What is happening? They just basically just lobotomized these people. They purged. Yeah, I, this is this <laughs> is not necessarily good. Yeah, uh, I like to talk about the Black Star. Nobody really knows what it is, but they managed to throw it through a, a realm gate out into the ether. Yeah, uh, and then the purest excellent. This is a wonderful that was, story. That was crazy. Yeah, that was like what? It, it's one paragraph, and it's a tra- yeah. it's a tragedy in one paragraph. Yeah. A Lord Celestin keeps battling these tribes, but her the warlord is her son, but he's not willingly this. He has been po- forcibly possessed yeah. by these demons, and they're using him as a meat puppet. And three times she meets him, and three times he gets away, and she fails to stop the chaos guys because she can't kill her son. 
Over six decades this is going on. Yes. And then year. finally, 60 years into it, a bunch of the sacrosanct guys managed to cleanse and, and, and exercise the demons from him. And when that happens, she kills him because she's what? been reforged what? so many times she doesn't remember him anymore. Yeah. Sad and this face. is just the what? guy that kept what? getting away. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's, that's terrible. That is absolutely <laughs> horrible. Uh, there's other good things in here. Um, I just I I don't I don't, don't want to read every single one of them, yeah. but uh, and folks, listeners, if you have a favorite, you can let us know. Mm. Um, shall we go on to ordering of the host? Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's the way they described it or the order that they put it in. But you've got another 10 pages of description before you get to that picture, the double page on 37 and 30 or 36 and 37. Yeah. Where they show the different chambers and the conclaves and how they break. Like when we talked about the Oryx, they got the fists and the teeth and all that. Yeah. This is like 10 pages and they're naming so many different types of groups all with these sort of pseudo Latin names. Mm-hmm. I can't. I have no idea. How, like I'm reading this, going, I'm confused. I don't understand how this is organized. I don't. I. I was thinking they might go from the small groups up to the large groups, but they start from big groups and going into all these smaller groups. I know at some point I'm reading I'm like uh, groups of ten. I'm like these are little units, like with a unit champion and stuff. Yeah. Um, but this whole next ten pages is. It's a lot to take in. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost like reading really a. It's it's. <laughs> It's almost textbook-ish. I mean, there's cool stuff in here. Oh, yeah, definitely cool stuff. It's like, okay. But I, you got to – it's like, wait. I kind of – I almost want to start, like, get a piece of paper and start drawing things out. Like, okay, this is a host. This goes under – this is under – like, the the names are similar enough where I'm Mm -hmm. not certain what is under what is under what. Uh, Storm host number between five and 10,000, although few were that large initially. Uh, people know very little about the storm host, uh, and they really don't know about the Sigmarabulum, which is where that's 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 the hammers of Sigmar's big. Well, that's that's no no no. no, I'm sorry, that's 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 Sigmar's. Yeah, the Sigmarabulum is the yeah is the big palace. This is where the emperor makes the uh, space marines. I mean, this is where Sigmar (laughs) makes the 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 guys. so then you got the storm hosts, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, the storm hosts each have their own culture. They're headed by a lord commander, and then so now it starts listing all this stuff. This, this, oh, I okay. I'm just, I you know, yeah. Well, now there actually is a lord commander. I think mm-hmm. for at least one of them, like that that bastion dude. Yeah, kind of. I can. You can kind of see it. Like, oh, okay, so he's and that's like, a lord he's commander. Like the, he's like the chapter master. Okay, I can kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, you know what, and I, and I and I hate to draw the parallels because they're not the same. They are so not the same. Yeah. They look similar. Yeah. Um, but, and and they got he's very like the guy similar. In char- he's like the guy in charge. Yeah, and I hate drawing those parallels, but you can't help but draw those parallels. Mm-hmm. He is totally right. like the chapter master. Yeah. Yeah. And if this is what you got to be, I mean, come on, man. Four attacks at damage four. Get out of here. <laughs> Uh, warrior chambers uh, might be huge with 500. Extremist chambers might only have 30. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the spreading horror of cursed skies has also taken its toll. Many chambers now operate at less than full strength. Their warriors have been lost to these zones of corruption. That's a scary thought. Yeah. Is that this curse, the, the thing Bellacore did is devastating. It's, yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah, it's not everywhere, but their numbers are hard. And if you get caught in it, they can't yeah. bring you, like, yeah, they, they they can. I think what they do is they go to these areas where the cursed skies are too, and they because I don't think, like I think they in the Bellacore book they talk about the souls that are up there. They're still there. They just can't get away. Yeah, they're stuck. They can't get through to yeah. Azir. Although you got to get to them before, right? Because the Night Haunt now. I mean, they'll go up and steal those souls. And you know yeah. what? And I'm I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Uh, there is another race that likes to steal souls for their own power. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, the Idona. Yeah, and yeah. so you got the deep. Like, I mean, they're in danger if they don't get back to Azir, and right. that's that's not cool for them. Um, okay, can we talk about page twenty-eight though? So we get into this, all the icon. I like the iconography and how it helps, uh, like they explain stuff. But we get through the the end of the lightning host section, Mm -hmm. top of page 28, okay? It says here, uh, Grungni's innovations in Thunderstrike armor, it's come to... The Angelos conclaves of a standard warrior chamber for interest can now call upon blisteringly swift Stormstrike chariots, as well as time-proven prosecutors. Nevertheless, these new additions are supplements and not replacements for the. So basically, this it, it, I'm just going to paraphrase this. Honestly, your liberators don't suck. They're not useless anymore. Please keep yeah. using them. <laughs> They're not. This this new stuff is not a replacement. Yeah. And that's that's it's, 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 the liberators are cool. Yeah, but there's so much new cool stuff that, and, and there's other stuff you kind of want to take. Liberators uh, got some good. They got some decent rules. Really yeah, do. but uh, of all the stuff you're taking, is that the st- shut up, Siri? Uh, you know, you got your judicators, liberators. You got sequiturs, vanquishers, the vindicators. Uh, you got other things that I think can be battle line if you. T- I mean, if, if, vindicators are the new guys. Those are the guys yep, in the, and they're in nice. the new set. They're good. Uh, depending on the type of army you take, annihilators, decimators, Dracothian guard. Those things can all be battle line. You know, so it's like suddenly it's like, oh, do I want? I'm, why am I taking liberators when there's all this new cool stuff? No, really, that's just a supplement. You can still take liberators. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? I'm not saying you shouldn't take liberators. In fact, um, you need you need some numbers to bulk out your army, especially yeah. if you're going to play the objectives. I'm talking game wise, at least. Yeah. Well, liberators. I mean, their rules are based on them standing around an objective. I mean, they even have they have a rule. You know, that's like uh-huh. if they're you know within six inches of an objective and an inch of a liberator. At the end of the combat phase on a four up, they just take D three mortal wounds. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> there is yeah. Cool. There is some cool stuff with them. Yeah. 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 And then hammers of Sigmar have the rule if they're within six inches of an objective, they get a six up ward save. Oh, okay. Another that's reason their, to that, take hammers of Sigmar. Yeah, that's their that's their little special rule. Ah, okay. Um. There's some. There is some interesting stuff in here, though. They talk about the different conclaves. They talk about when you're reforged. Depending on the work you did, you may get a promotion or you may get moved around. 
Um, yep. They talk about the gladiatorium that was gifted to them by Malor- Malarian. Yeah, that's going a that pretty a cool thing. Yeah, it it sounds like it sounds like he gave them uh, a holodeck. Yeah, or like the the danger room. Yeah, or the danger room. Yeah. <laughs> um. And even and it talks about the conclave, and I like this because they, they only had I think four when we first started playing. Um, yeah, the Justicear, the Paladin, and the Angelos. They definitely had those. And they might have had the Redeemer because I remember I was sitting there with all my Stormcast. I was that, that's when I first started using decals. Yeah, well, Redeemers are your basic battle line guys. Mm-hmm. So all like Liberators um, and uh, Sequiturs are. Right, redeemer units. Right, and your paladins, your your the the retributors and stuff. They had the 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 crescent moon, the mm-hmm. flying guys had the comet, and all yep. the arrow boys had the the, the just a car. Yeah. yeah, and I remember because I was sitting there putting all those decals on, going, okay, these go on these guys and these. And I thought that was really yeah. cool. And I like here how it talks about the practicality that when you see just this, this whirling, swirling movement of combat. A field general can look at the symbol on your on your yeah. shoulder pad and know what like where your specialty lies, so he can know who's where and how he can uh, order them if things need to happen. I thought yeah. that was cool. And then they talk about Sigmar's eighth law. Did you read this? I don't remember. That. Last column of page twenty nine. Um, now you can. Move between conclaves and stuff if you need to be used elsewhere. Oh, right. Yep, yep. Uh, you are, let's see, what does it say? In any case, the intention is for those reassigned to be tested thoroughly in their new role. It was for this purpose that Sigmar, Sigmar's Eighth Law, which states that a reforged stormcast must once again prove their skill in the gladiatorium before rejoining their kindred was created. Then in the very next paragraph, <laughs> they don't have time for that anymore. Yeah, and now it it says it's virtually forgotten. Not only does this mean that the stormcasts are sent back into the fray only after a cursory spell of training, they're also robbed of the cathartic time needed to overcome the trauma of reforging. Uh, and because of this, mentioning the eighth law is now all but forbidden. Sigmar does what he must for the good of all. So the rank and file of stormcasts are told, and his warriors must find it in themselves to do. Once again, hey, we need this. This is this is something that helps us. You know that the reforging process has a flaw. We we don't have time for that. Sorry, just deal with it. Yeah, that's rough. It is rough, and it's again, it's another call that Sigmar made. Sigmar does what he must for the good of all, and you got to suck it up. Oof, oof. This is good stuff. This is really good. It's 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 putting yeah. that nice gray area into there that makes good storytelling. Yeah, it just makes it a bit grim, you know. Yep. Oh, uh, what else? What what else has got up in here? Uh, anything? Um, they kind of talk about they give us some more props to the hammers of Sigmar. Of course, they do. He's like, he's like, oh, the hammers of Sigmar are known to field several full complements of the extremist chamber warriors. That's right. Um, which is cool. That's Vanda's hammer hand. He sees a hammer of Sigmar, and that's uh-huh. his guys, the the Dracothian guard. Yeah, and here it goes through the different chambers, and it talks about mm-hmm. the basics, and some, most of them we already knew. You know, yeah. the exemplars and the harbingers and the warrior chamber; those are the initial three that opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get the more unusual stuff. You get the extremist chamber, 
uh, yep. the sacrosanct and the vanguards. And the vanguards. So it yeah. kind of breaks it down into those these little groups. Uh, there are what three chambers that aren't open yet? Yeah, Is, I don't think we know. What they Ruination, are. Covenant, and Logister or Logister, uh, however you pronounce that. Yeah. So here's my question. I I've heard, and I don't I don't know actually anything. But, you know, uh, if you go to, like, Black Library Weekends and stuff, they, they you mm-hmm. get to talk to the authors, and they would talk about how the lore masters, the people who are the guys who are sort of keeping everything at Games Workshop, keeping all of this story together, yep. um, not only do they know the history, but they've also been working in, in, with these teams and planning out stories and all this stuff for this, like, a couple of years in advance. Hmm. So... I'm wondering how far in advance they are with this. I'm wondering if, as they're dropping all of these things now, mm-hmm. like is it's how far ahead? Like how much do they know is going to happen? Yeah, I don't know. You know and we've saying? got we've got stuff to look forward to. I would. I'm thinking they're probably going to do a different, you know, realm of the mortal realms every season. Like well, yeah, once a year. I'm, beasts, guess, I'm right? guessing next year when the next handbook comes out, it won't necessarily be the Beast Realm. Yeah. The story's so, going to move. They, but I, So maybe that's where this stuff comes into play. Maybe they'll release one yeah. of these. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm interested to see how, I wonder how far ahead they know this story because when you read this, there's all of these portents coming out, all of these, these bits that are just... You know, it, and and you and I gobble them up every time you read. That's oh, yeah. a weird thing. Where is that from? Yeah. Um, and then when you that's see it, new, come, yeah, yeah. And I just every time now, every time I read it, I'm like, I wonder if this is this is this important? Is this something that is is this where it's going? Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of that stuff in here. And those next three chambers, like obviously they know what's in these chambers. They didn't just name them and say we don't know what's in them. Yeah, I mean, so I'm guessing they sound they, pretty cool. The ruination chamber. Sheesh. Uh huh. But so, if Games Workshop knows what's in these chambers, then they also must have some idea where the story's going because they know when he's got to pull them out. Yeah, that's cool. And honestly, if they only open one chamber for the like per edition for the next three editions, and don't you know you don't, there's no need to rush it. Yeah, you can do one every edition, every three four years, because there's enough right. stuff out here now. We don't need to uh, open another chamber for a long time. Yeah, because the because the, the extremist extremist chamber opened. What in the Realmgate Wars? Yeah, because that was the that was the Dragon Book. Yeah, and that came out, and that was just like the, it basically just added a, the, a few models. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Soul Wars that was the, the Sacrosanct Sacrosanct Chamber. chamber. So and they didn't open it. They didn't open a chamber. I don't think know, so. Not. I don't. Because yeah. I, I don't think the. Um, the Vanguard is the Vanguard. That's already been that, open. I just think that, they, I don't think that that wasn't a full chamber, was it? I thought I don't remember. I don't have the old book with me. The Vanguard chamber. I don't. I don't. It says I Vanguard Auxiliary Chambers. I don't remember if that is, counts as a full one. I don't know. I don't Maybe. know, but uh, that's kind of stuff got added in. Some of that stuff got added in there, but uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, and then it talks about these new chambers. It talks about the Vanguard Chamber, 
Um, and they're they're the Swift guys, the Hunters. I mean, you could read all about this. This it's big. the sacrosanct chamber we went over, kind of ad nauseum. Yep. They're the 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 sorcerers, the yes, wizards. This is, this is your evocators and your sequiturs, and the uh, the bolt throwers are in here. Mm-hmm. The, there is a part in here. I got a little notes in here. I like it. it says uh, when their mastery with their mastery of the celestial tempest, they aided the sixth mist in reshaping damaged souls, helping them retake form. This is going back. This is still talking about before the 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 sacrosanct had to get sent down to the mortal realms of fight. Sometimes, however, a soul would be so maddened by the agony endemic in the process, it would burst free, fleeing to scour the realms as a lightning geist, an elemental manifestation of the storm's rage. When this occurred, it was the sacrosanct who tracked their lost kin, entrapping them with mystical devices. Where possible, they would be returned to Azir. Otherwise, they would take any measure necessary to end the spirit's rampage. And I'm reading this going... This sounds horrible, and it makes me yeah. like these guys all the more. They have never mm-hmm. asked for this, but now they've got it, and they're doing what they can with it, and some of them can't handle it. Right. Uh, it's it's really that every every time you die, think about that. Like, and you know, we always compare them to space marines, and space marines are functionally immortal. So are these guys. Space marines are hard to kill, but when a space marine dies, he dies. You could take his yeah. gene seed. Yeah. But he's dead, right? Right. These guys know that when they go to fight, if they die, they're not going to be gone. Yeah, but they're going back. to basically, it's like a, it's got to feel like punishment. Because, yes, I'll be reborn, but I'm going to go through the tortures of the damned. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to come out less human than I went in. Yeah, they don't, and they don't know how much. Right. Yeah, they don't know. That's they just they just know how, how, what happened to like their, their their friends. Yeah, you know, their friends are yeah. These are this. There's a tragic hero element to each of these guys. They were just mm-hmm. pulled out, given this job. They didn't ask for it, and now they're struggling. And every time they fail in a fight and they die, they go through torture. They go through pain. They lose a part of themselves, and they know that at this point the Stormcast know that they're losing themselves with yeah. every reforging. Yep. That's that's a terrible bunch of knowledge to carry <laughs> with you, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that's I guess that's their duty though, and they're willing to. Well, yeah, to to to, to wield that you know that truth. But it's you know? still horrible. Mm-hmm. It's I feel so, and bad. they're actually doing stuff about it. You know, they're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like, especially the sacrosanct guys, you know, the... Yeah, Sigmar's you know, got them on their side job. You guys better, fi- yeah. you know, I can't figure... But how is that even? Look, I know I made you, and I know me and Grungni put this together, but you know there's a problem. We know there's a problem. We need you to help. It's like, oh, really? This is our responsibility? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you know what? The Sigmar helps those that help themselves, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Uh, let's see. Then we've got, uh, I like this extremist chamber stuff, the Dracothian guard, the Star Treks. And this is where we get this really interesting background info on the new dragons. Yeah. That little box out. Mm hmm. Well, not just that. It says in here, once the souls, once their souls would have returned to the stars upon the death and be born anew from Dracothian's breath. The corruption of the ether over the age of chaos has meant a rebirth is no longer a sure thing. So even the dragons 
with this stuff may not be it eternal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it talks about where is it? Um, oh, the the that oh the guys who have the 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 hammers draconis right. So you got all these extremist chamber guys on their drag the dragon riders and the draconith mm-hmm. riders. Mm-hmm. They are Sigmar's emissaries to the Seraphon. Yeah. Decades spent fighting alongside Dracothian children had left these warriors suffused with the Great Drake's fire, knowingly or not. The enigmatic Seraphon recognized their patron god beast blessing and acknowledged the extremists as having the hearts of true Drakes. So when they've got to talk to the Seraphon, you send extremists. And I wonder, do they know why? Like, like it says even right here that the Seraphon, let's face it, you could, you could barely communicate with them. You know, it's yeah. Well, they uh, communicate telepathically, typically. The slan does, but not the yeah. rest of those things. Yeah. You know, well, and and the, the skinks will talk to you, but I don't think the well, the stores are doing much. They talking. chitter at you like they don't speak English. You know, or, or I don't think they. Hey, speak. I think they. I think they do. Um, I. They I, could, I I'm pretty sure they speak like very basic. Maybe you know, they have a couple common, of words. Common, Maybe they yeah. have a couple of words. I thought they yeah. didn't most of the time when I was reading some of the mm-hmm. old world stuff. But that was mostly old world stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really cool that these yeah. guys recognize this, that they have been touched by Dracothian and they accept them. So they accept them more quickly. So they become emissaries to the Seraphon. Yeah. Very cool stuff. That'd be cool if you, they did like a, one of those armies where you can have like a combination of one in every four of your units can be Seraphon, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, uh, what, what do you call that when they've got it like in the cities and stuff? It's a coalition. Yeah. It would be cool. I mean, you can uh, you can take Seraphon as allies, but it would be yeah. cool if you could coalition them. That yeah, would be, be really neat. rad. That'd be neat. Um, then we've got um, the Draconith. And I like this... Um, the Draconith can trace their line to Dracothian, just like the Dracoths and the Star Drake. It says, but kin though they may be, the divergence between these species is not purely in appearance. They were far more attuned to the lower realms. They didn't stay up in the heavens. They, they were fascinated by magic in the mortal realms, too delighted in spellcraft and the accumulation of lore. Uh, and they formed an empire long before Sigmar. And these were the guys that wound up fighting against... Uh, well, yeah, they found right. with the Draguth against the Thunderstorm Shagath or Thunderstorm Shagaths. Yeah. Uh, but then Kragnos want, didn't want to be friends with them, and he started a war. Yeah. And these are the guys. This they got almost wiped out. Their mm-hmm. two leaders, those two, the two dragons, the two big named dragons in the army now are these guys are from this army. Yeah, from these guys. and Karazai. Yeah. Uh huh. And they're the ones who worked with the Seraphon to trap. Kragnos, yep, and the ones who gave their children all their eggs yeah, to the Seraphon. So now we know who, like, who are the movers and shakers. They're now part of this team because now that this is happening, once the once this stuff started going on, they came down as well out of their imposed uh, isolation, yeah. and they yeah. came and joined the fight. This is really yeah. great stuff. Especially, Except we don't have the models yet, and everybody's PO'd about it. Yeah. There is, there is, there is, there is a pandemic and a shipping crisis and a, and a materials crisis and every other sort of crisis seems to be going on. Um, My God, every day I have to read about how everyone's PO'd about. Uh, you know what? The, I've, the dragon's not in the store yet. I, I get. I am really. 
I've become really good at just scrolling past. Uh, you just got to get good at scrolling past. Yeah, you have I, to. Cause, it's like, like, come on, guys. Look, I get it. We all want our neat new toys, but the fact is they're toys. <laughs> like, Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, and plus, I'm like I said, I'm going to be 50 in a few months, and I've only said that like 100 times in the last few episodes. Uh, you know, I'm you and not me both. Yeah, I mean, dude, but I'm not I'm not in my 20s and 30s. Like I'm not like just sort of living my life in Warhammer being th- I mean, Warhammer is a big part of my life, mm-hmm. but it's 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 a big part of my hobby life, you know? Yeah, like exactly. my friends play Warhammer. Just, um if, if they don't put something out yet, uh, okay. You know, like and that's just me. I just don't care. Like I want to see things get put out. I want to see more stuff come. I I like. I know. I I don't think you can get all of. Can you get everything for the new orcs? I don't think everything's out. Like, but I'm not certain. I think there's a few things missing. Isn't that ugly, weird Dobby looking thing that crawls on all fours and carries the thing on his back? I don't think he's out yet. Is he? Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. But you know what? I mean, it's it's it, dude. It's all gonna yeah. it's all gonna happen. It's all gonna, it's all gonna show happen up eventually. Just. Relax. And hey, every, yeah. hey, you know what? Maybe someone's got a very good reason that they're annoyed. Maybe this is what they got their heart set on and they got their book and now their whole hobby well, is held up. I, I think why everyone's PO'd is because Games Workshop themselves said that it would be out by now. Yeah. And they just said it just hasn't happened. Well, so it, yeah. Just... Should, they, should they come out? I mean, this becomes a question. Is it is it going to do more good or more harm to come out and just for them to come out and be like, yeah, we don't have it right now. We don't know what to tell you. I mean, no matter what answer they give, people are going to stay mad. So yeah. uh, they seem to, they're not saying anything. Right. You know, it, it is what it is. I, 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 you know, I don't know if it's right or wrong. I don't own a multi-million dollar company. I don't own did, a multi-thousand dollar company. Did uh, you watch, it, did you watch the battle report with the Stormcast versus the, uh, Maw Tribes on no. Plus. No, no, no. I didn't see that one yet. So the dragons are in it, so Oh, okay. It's pretty cool. Is it? All right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch that then. Um yeah, it's, it's worth a watch. Cool. Um Yeah, I I've I've been enjoying Warhammer Plus. Some of the battle I some of the battle it. reports are they get a little long and I just I wish those guys would get more excited when they roll their dice. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> And the guy like I mean, he's like, oh man, all ones. But yeah, that really sucks. And they just keep moving on. I'm like, where's that? I mean, I, I like to play at the tables, man. We, I mean, maybe it's just me, but I like to joke. Like, if my opponent gets a yeah. good roll, I'm cheering. And maybe it's just yeah. that. It also well, seems, you know, the the last one it does have some of that in it. Does there, it? There's a there's a moment where I think one of the guys rolls like six ones in a row. Oh. <laughs> it's just like, come on, See, and there, dude, it's just. Uh, that's wow. what I want. I want them to freak out when things go good, and yeah. I want them to freak out when things go bad. Like you're having fun at the table. Plus, yeah. that they got to expand that set. Those guys seem cramped in there. Like that, and maybe it's just the way it's filmed, but mm. it doesn't seem like they have any room to move anywhere around yeah. that. So, that's I know, just man, me. we'll have to we'll have to we'll have to try it out. Maybe we have our own battle report. We should. We're going to have some games. We'll have some battle reports. We got to start. Yeah. We got to start the uh, the campaign. The yeah. Wichahoosies. The what's the thing in here that is always in here that we always skip past? Crusade. Path to Glory. Path to Glory. Crusade everyone, forty k. Everyone I know is saying Path to Glory is awesome, and we need to try it. So I think we need to try it. But that's a sure. conversation for off the air because I don't want to make promises that I can't keep because <laughs> that is not something I like. I know they're they're talking about doing one at Grognard. So yeah, 
Um, you know what? Break time, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the how many chambers did they give us in here? Two, four, four eight. six, eight storm hosts. We're going to talk eight, about the yeah. eight storm hosts. And I think that's going to be it for the lore. We're not going to get into all the individual characters because we'll give a blurb about them before we do their units, which mm-hmm. is only going to make the second half of this <laughs> stuff longer. But that's also we're going to keep it quick. And if we, I think if we follow the book stuff where it goes by groups of like these heroes and these types yeah. of guys, and these types of, maybe that'll make it a little more interesting because I don't know what to do with 70 scrolls. This, like I'm... Oh, we, t- we got to talk about war, man. We got to talk about that's the war section. It's going to be at least it's going to be in two parts because I can't talk for five war. hours about war scrolls. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paints? Six Squared Studios. Well then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. And we are back. Hammers of Sigmar. Yes, yes. So, uh, we, the different storm. Now, one thing that pissed me off when I was reading this is I got to the first one. The Hammers of Sigmar were the first storm host to be founded. I'm like, okay, they're the first storm host. Yeah. And then the Hallowed Knights were the fourth. And I'm like, okay, they're the fourth. Celestial Vindicators are the sixth. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And as I keep reading, they stop telling us what number they are. <laughs> Your OCD won't allow it. Damn you, <laughs> Games Workshop! Come on, and you know what? And 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 I'm I don't I don't know anything. Like I often say, um, and I'm wondering if they didn't number them all so that we didn't draw more of a parallel between the twenty mm. or the eight. However, you know the 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 yeah. original twenty Primarchs and the twenty. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, what happened to the What happened to the missing one? Where's the missing one? Yeah, you know that's Archeon and uh, and Sigmar. <laughs> you know it's Archeon no. and Sigmar. Oh man. Yeah, that's why they don't talk about him because he's doing his own battle against chaos, and you know, he's actually he's actually the emperor's favorite. The emperor. mm-hmm. uh, but the, they have to let them play this out. Something happened, and they have to let Archeon and Sigmar play this out. That's why someone's they don't talk watch, about them. Someone's been watching too many YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> I just love every time there's a oh, Black God. Library weekend and they have those interviews yeah. with the uh, the panels. Somebody yeah. gets up and says, "When are you going to tell us who those guys are?" And they're always like, "Never stop asking." Never. Yes, yeah, never. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> anyway, 
Anyway, okay, Hammers of Sigmar. Yeah. When the God King's people think of Stormcast Eternals, they think of this. They think of this. Uh, the hammers. These are the guys. The first. So, the first storm. The first Age of Sigmar model I painted was one of these guys. It was the Free Liberator. Me too. That came mm-hmm. with the magazine. I was like, I'm and finally gonna paint. I, like I had, you know, I had rebelled against Age of Sigmar for a while. Many people did. You know. Hey, I don't um, hold it against you. Many people did. So I finally gave in and painted one of these dudes, and it was actually a lot of fun. And I was like, I have one. Now I need to get more. You know? Yes. Well, you have, like, <laughs> almost every army, though. So, like, of course you had to get more. I mean, yeah. unless they were really jank, you would have been getting them. We all knew this. <laughs> Eventually, Walker's going to own it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the first storm host to be founded. The first mm-hmm. to step into the mortal realms. Yeah, Brimstone. What is it? The, the uh, a Brimstone Peninsula. Yep. When Fort f- Ignis with Corgus Cool. Let's go. Yeah. Um, I like how their constant efforts at the frontiers make them a rare sight among the free cities. A fact that only adds to their mystique as the warrior gods of a lost age. I mm-hmm. like that. They're literally so often on the front lines that people in the major cities never see Hammers of Sigmar. Yeah. Unless you're, unless you're cleaning up the perspicarium, you're not going to see one of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> you're the janitor yep. at the perspicarium. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hammers have been in more Dawnbringer Crusades than any. They have the largest extremist chamber of any storm host. Yeah. Um, almost all of their warriors have perished twice or thrice, and their reforgings are always hard. Mm. Um. Now, okay, here's another thing, and I and I hate to keep drawing parallels to the Horus Heresy, since I just did with the with the chapter numbers. <laughs> Some now wonder if behind their burnished mask, the Hammers of Sigmar risk abandoning their humanity, and none know what will become of them should Sigmar's dream be realized. This hmm. was one of the biggest questions in the first Horus Heresy trilogy. If we pacify the universe... What happens to us? What do we do then? Since this is all we're built for, this literally, this last—I read that last question. I go, ah, ah, yeah. it's got thund- thunder warrior syndrome here. Yeah, what happens to us what happens to, what happens when to we thunder finish? warriors? Yeah. So that that line, it's just another, just little bit of dark omen in this book that makes me really curious as to where this story is going to go over the next five years, over the yeah. next 10 years. And yes, I'm assuming the game's going to be around that long. Um, in fact, I think it's easier to assume the game's going to be around that long than we will. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. So, um, I mean, I guess they, they, it's, I, mean, I don't think we have to worry about the war ending because I don't think Age of Sigmar well, would be if very the interesting war ends, without, then, without know, war. The peace of so. Sigmar? Like, what are we going to do? The piece of Sigmar. That's, that's going to be the worst war game ever. Uh, okay, yeah. we come up to a table and nobody's having a battle. Look, there's a so picnic. They're going to have to like do like what happens. What happens to Marvel superheroes when it gets boring? They yeah, head off into space. So they're going to get into their spaceships and go. Maybe the Seraphon will take them in the ships. Yeah, 
and then they can go off and then and and oh, you know they, what they'd chaos on some other planets when they've cleansed the mortal realms for right. sigmar the mission yeah. will be complete the seraphon will then take them and sigmar back to the emperor and the first <laughs> legion will or the the missing legion will have returned there you got it Crack conspiracy corner conspiracy corner <laughs> oh man hey did you have you noticed that the hammers of sigmar paint scheme is basically the reverse of the ultramarines paint yes scheme. it is it's mm. it's mostly gold with blue trim as mm. opposed to blue with gold trim mm. uh, coincidence conspiracy corner conspiracy corner <laughs> We're going to meet the Emperor. And it, it, you know what? It's Sigmar will come in, and since he's been trained as the God King, yeah, he'll come in, and he can then uh, fix the Golden Throne and, rip, and let the Emperor die and take his place. There you go. I'm just going to write that. That's going to be my, <laughs> my weird fan fiction. <laughs> That's going to be your Black Library submission? And, yeah, my Black Library submission. Uh, we're going to end the Age of Sigmar because Sigmar's <laughs> going to win, and he's going to become the new Emperor, and then it'll be Warhammer... It'll be Sigmar 40k, yeah. And then, and then, they, then, then they will, they will, they will send back a, a letter saying, "Please stop, <laughs> just do your podcast and shut up." <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, okay. So who's next? Hallowed Knights, the yeah. fourth storm host. Mm. Uh, most fanatical. I like how these guys weren't warriors in their past lives. Shrine yeah. keepers, healers, tutors. These are the guys that scream only the faithful. You'd think I would like them more, considering that's the show's tagline at the end. <laughs> um, they purge lands of corruption. This is yeah. This is Gardas's boys. Yeah, read this part. You got the? Or did yeah. you have this part marked in the middle here? This middle paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go for this. This is good. So, so as you talk about the, as the Hallow Knights yep. chant litanies of warding and intone their resounding battle cry of only the faithful, unclean energies roll off them like. Rain off marble. Yep. But so the, their armor is inevitably battered and their flesh scarred. The hallowed knights endure it all with quiet stoicism. They are the ultimate martyrs, sworn to uphold the first tenet of their order unto death and beyond. Much is asked of those to whom much is given. Hmm. Wow. Are they bearing the word of Sigmar? I'm just. <laughs> yeah. I'm just curious if that's their, their gig because it sounds like that's their gig. Mm-hmm. To bear the word of Sigmar. So, uh, but then the next part, even the next paragraph, um, they want to cleanse Gyran. Yeah, that was that's kind of their deal, right? Yeah, be, uh, be and and they can because look, the, it, some of them, like their leader, uh, has gone through the the Nurgle's realm and come out the other side. Right. Nobody does that, um, which is kind of baller. I mean, that's that's pretty. Badass. Oh, he's. He is one of the toughest characters in this game. His yeah. faith in Sigmar. Because oh, we read that whole book where, uh, what was it? The one where they had to go into Sigmar's realm. I'm not Sigmar's realm. They had to go into Nurgle's realm to go through to find something. And they, they, had, they got stuck. Plague Garden, that was the book. Yeah, they're, they're looking for uh, this, the, the seeds of Alariel, right? And the longer they're in there, the, the more lady depressed. Of the yeah, the longer they're in there, the more depressed they get. The more, mm-hmm. uh, the more harrowing all of this becomes to them. And I'm reading this, going, "Yeah, I, I get that. It seems terrible." And at the same time, I'm reading that, going, um, "This is uh, th- like how? How does he?" 
it's it's crazy that that he made it out of there. Yeah, his soul like, is so pure he can't be corrupted. Yeah, but it's got still got to hurt, right? I'm guessing. Oh yeah, I mean he is he is definitely scarred mentally by his experience. I mean, yeah, he, that's what I'm talking about. Like this guy, yeah. there is some insanity that that went on in those realms, and this guy went through it and mm-hmm. made it out the other side. And hooray, hooray, I made it. Um, and his model is cool. Oh yeah, his model's great. But yeah, I just super, this whole superhero landing pattern, the crate, it's cool. Superhero landing, it's always the greatest. It's sweet. So, um, yeah. But this that's who they are. Now, it does say, uh, let's see, outsiders have noticed the obsessive cult of purity taken root within the storm host. Um, they're war- they considered warrior saints, vessels of Sigmar's will. To emulate these figures, many hallowed knights willingly bear reliquaries filled with chaos-tainted treasures on their armor, firm in the belief that the celestial radiance of their own souls could overmatch such darkness. Yeah. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> they got to do it so they can test Do themselves. they not have horror movies or horror plays since they obviously don't have movies in Sigmar's realms? <laughs> This is not. That is the dumbest idea. I'm gonna carry around chaos right with me because I yeah. can just hold it off by my sheer uh, love of Sigmar, dude. Yeah. No, you need to shut up. You need to take that off. Like that's. I'm sorry. That just. That just dumb. That bo- <laughs> that bothers me uh, on a level I don't think you quite understand. Um, that's. You're literally putting yourself into temptation's path, and then you're like, "Oh, I don't understand why that they have a problem with it." Uh, That's so dumb. But I still love these guys. Yeah, they're cool, um, and they're easy to paint. Oh, in this last part, dude, there's so much in the Hollow Knights. Some hear the God King speaking directly to them, so they run off on these pilgrimage or march out for no conventionally strategic purpose. Yeah. They just go out where the call the call takes them. Yeah, they're on and, a quest. And on many occasions, they vanquish great evils before the evil's plan can truly begin. So mm-hmm. they something is calling them, and they're hearing it, and they're following. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, are these the guys who are in Excelsis? Is that their city? I, I don't know. I, th- <sighs> I no. I think it's the Celestial Vindicators. I thought oh, it was I the think, Celestial yeah. Vindicators. Yeah, I think you're. But I, I, dude, I don't know these names. I, ugh, dude, come on, I don't know questions like that. You got to ask me that before the show so I can look it up. Otherwise, I'm done. I got nothing for you, man. <laughs> I got nothing. I, I, I can look. I think Celestial Vindicators are the guys who got bombed out by Bellacor, right? At... Well, that's completely possible. Um. All right. So you wanna you wanna t- now? Here's the sixth storm host to start. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about the Celestial Vindicators? Yeah, Celestial Vindicators are the purest expression of Sigmar's divine wrath. Within their hearts, fury burns hot and constant. Their loathing of the Dark Gods is near unparalleled. Battle for them is an opportunity to vent their bottomless anger as they carve through their foes without pause or restraint. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so these guys are just maniacs, I guess. I. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Basically. they just... They're just they're just in it for the fight. Um, which doesn't seem like a good thing. Mm. All things being equal, I, I I have to say that, you know, oh, really? That's 
I mean, I get it, but this is the stuff that gets them in trouble at the same time. You know, this is the oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, because they'll just go hell bent and they'll get, you know, they'll get, they'll get beat up, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. In fact, here, I, I've just highlighted. Um, fueled by a need to avenge the horrors of their past, their rage is such that to swiftly close with the enemy at any cost is always the most preferable tactic. Anything in their way, friend or foe, is torn asunder in outpourings of unstoppable hate. And I just wrote in that, nope, no, that no, no. This is yeah. like you've got to talk to a child. You don't don't kill your friends if they're in the way. That's what the stupid uh, whatchamahoozies do. That's what the witch elves do. They kill, yeah, and, you know, this is, yeah, nope. And, and the corn berserkers do that too. Yeah, so. nope. And then uh, what else? Then they talk about the father of blades, the impassive animus born of the steel spirits of the 12 Dwardenforge rune swords once granted to Sigmar. So that's mm. interesting. There are even rumors of extreme fraternities. Oh, boy. Within the Stormhost who deliberately <laughs> seek out the most hopeless conflicts, inflicting as much. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, sorry. Uh, inflicting as much woe as possible on a hateful adversary before inevitably falling and being reforged. So they go and find the worst things that they're like doom. They're like they're like Gotrek. They're like doom seekers. We're gonna find the biggest battle, do as much damage as we can to the worst foes, go out in a blaze of glory, and come back. Yeah. So this is this parallels your Horus Heresy reference. Mm-hmm. In the warrior, the warrior lodges. Remember those? Mm-hmm. The little secret societies of dudes where you had to have a special. And, and I don't pendant, know if this is that much. I don't know if this is like a warrior lodge. Cause it, Sounds it, like it. But yeah, ex- the, but these guys just get together and they're storm hosts that are looking for the worst battle. This is pretty open. This doesn't seem secret. Oh, I don't know. These are extreme fraternities within the storm, the storm hosts, hosts who deliberately. So these, are, these are little secret clubs. It doesn't say they're secret. They're just the extremists and they're oh, okay. brother. Fraternity just means brotherhood. It doesn't yeah, say okay. warrior lodge, but yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but but I I I'm only disagreeing because it says that they deliberately seek out the most hopeless conflicts and fix it. Like p- people seem to know what they're these guys are doing. Yeah, you know. I, I really like the the callback to the Rune Fang. Uh-huh. That's kind of like ah, oh, that's so cool. That was a great yeah. That they worship the twelve. <laughs> th- those were the twelve swords. Oh yeah. Given you know, and then uh, let's see, but then. They go and inflict as much woe as possible before inevitably falling and being reforged, as this brings them one step closer to becoming the perfect living weapon. Yeah, that last part, and I was like, "This is not a good plan either. This is as bad." So they're literally going into the worst fighting to do the most damage to the biggest yep. guys. But the plan is, everyone else is getting afraid of being reforged because it's stripping away what they were. These guys yep. are like, "Yes, take it." Yeah. Because they don't want. They don't want to have any more. They don't want to have a conscience anymore. They're just going to be focused, blunt objects. They become heavy weapons, living weapons. That's. that's how, how do you how who how do you lead these guys? Like who's their Lord Commander? Like what's he like? Exactly. This is a. When I read this at the bottom, I was like, "Nope, I have no nope Britain on a page like three places." You wouldn't want to be reforged into a celestial vindicator? Is that what you're trying to say? I'm just saying that their plan of, A, <laughs> I kill anything in the way of me and my enemy, that is yeah. not a hero at all. Secondly, 
<laughs> the idea that everybody universally acknowledges that the reforging is painful and it's not good because of the flaws and that the, what it's stripping away is making them worse. Yeah. And these guys are like, yes, let's have it. Yeah. So you these are, these have got to be the guys who Sigmar grabs who are like the – these are like the – the people who live out in the chaos wastes, you know, or out in the, the back end of a, the mortal realms who are just constantly fighing chaos. Oh, yeah. Well, like it their says whole, their, their whole life well, is just all they do is fight chaos. Yeah. Well, and look at the beginning. Of, yeah. Blood and tragedy marked the past of each celestial vindicator. As mortals, they cried out to the God King not for strength or salvation, but for vengeance, a final mm-hmm. chance to spit in the eye of the chaos gods. So these are the types of people. And plus, oh, I totally forgot to mention the the Sturmdrang. Yeah. Okay. Um, these guys have to go to the Sturm. So, just this group, just the Vindicators, yeah. after the reforging, have a second trial that little is known of. This it's called the Sturmdrang Gate. Little is known of this raging Blackfire portal. Not even where it stands. Uh, certainly the Vindicators don't reveal such secrets. What is known is that any soul that lacks the passion of purest fury is sure to be obliterated within the tempestuous confines, reduced to nothing more than etheric cinders. Those who could who endure earn their name yeah. as true Vindicators. Yeah. Um, so these guys are really PO'd. I mean, they are not happy with their... They are rage in the mortal realms. Yeah. yeah. I mean... So there are mortals out there who cry out to chaos to give them the strength to survive, right? And but, then there's those that call out to Sigmar, and the, but that's these that's guys. not. But they weren't calling for the strength to well, survive. The strength they were calling yeah, for, for vengeance. vengeance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were calling for vengeance—a last chance to spit in the eye of chaos gods. That's yeah. different. These guys are a <laughs> step apart. They're scary. But I keep reading. It's like, oh, these these are the guys. These are the guys who are embracing all the worst parts of being a Stormcast Eternal. Yeah, which I guess you know, um, Anvils of the Heldenhammer. That entire yep. first paragraph is important. Literally all of it. You want? Do you want to read it? Yeah, it says, go for uh, it. Even even before their reforging, the Anvils of the Heldenhammer stood apart. Their souls, claimed by Sigmar for the underworlds of Shaiish already numbered amongst the living, the long dead. Not only did the sudden absence of these spirit warriors doom many in underworld to the predations of chaos, but Nagash, jealous god that he is, sees their stolen souls as an insult and deeply desires to visit ruin upon them. Those who earned peace after a, well, a life well lived have instead been plunged into an endless era of battle, a travail few wished for. This, Her- yeah, this looks... This makes Sigmar look bad. I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty bleak. However, they're they're obviously they're needed. That's well, another one of Sigmar's hard choices. I you guess these, you gotta have these guys. Well, we need them, and they uh, see. But they're so different. They weren't taken. They weren't about to die. They've been they, dead. They've now, been dead. And I get it. I get it. Like 
okay, yes, now you can't protect your lands in Shyish, but now you're going to protect all the lands. Like we have, we yeah. need you to protect everywhere. And while well, I get that, listen, if you had told me there was revolution in the streets and you handed me a gun and said there's going to be rioting and stuff and said we want you to protect the whole neighborhood, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to stake with my shotgun and I'm going to stand in my front yard and that's the part of the neighborhood I want to protect. I don't want to yeah. be taken away from there and said, yeah, but you got to protect the whole state. Like, yeah. Well, think about where their storm keep is. Their storm keep is in Shayesh. It's in Lethis, right? That's, yeah. That's the anvils. That's their hometown. So Lee Sigmar has given them that. I just feel like Nagash has a point. And it literally says here, these guys were not happy to be taken. They weren't about to die. They were long dead, and now they were defending their other realms. Um, I, ju- I just get why they're upset. I think this is a really cool bit yeah. of story. Um, but I, up until I read this book, I basically said, nah, you know what, Nagash, Nagash has nothing to complain about. Mm-hmm. You know, he's done enough bad himself. Sigmar didn't steal these souls. These souls were going to, you know, he grabbed things before they died to make them warriors. That's not your business. But that's not, he did, that's not all he did. Mm-hmm. So that's just my point. And I'm harping on it. I'll move on. <laughs> I, really, I, just, yeah. I just really love how these guys just see themselves as like the the protectors of the oh, sure. true, the true underworlds. They, 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 they still have I think they still think that once Nagash is put in his place that those other underworlds can come back. I and, bet and, they're and, super happy about Teclas at least yeah, stopping yeah. the Shyish Nadir. Yeah. I do like that the, of everything they hate uh the Bone Reapers the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I, I I didn't look through all the what a surprise I didn't look through all the war scrolls. But if there's any of these guys <laughs> who are specifically, uh, not Celestial Warbringers, if any of these guys are specifically Anvils, like Anvil characters. I mean, I, there's a couple from uh, from the Bellacore book. Uh, do they have any special rules uh, specifically against, so. uh, specifically against so. Bone they're, Reapers? They're, no. Because no. Nighthaunt still have special rules. It's like, oh, it does D3 unless they're Stormcast, and then it does 3. Right. You know, and I'm just wondering if, if there's yeah. any rules like that showing up, yeah. or if we're getting rid of those... Yeah, I really like also how anytime there's like a reference back to the old world, I really kind of dig that. And, the, and you know, they mm-hmm. talk about Morda. Yeah, who, if you if you, I mean, you remember more, you know, mm-hmm. back in more and in the Mordheim, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Mordheim, you know, more he was the god of the undead. He was the you know, and they kind of reference. I I, I enjoy that. No, that's stuff. great, and it's. It's one of every every strand that they tie back to the world that was is just yeah. one more strand that makes this not a diff. It's different, but it's still a right. continuation of that story. It's that story didn't end. Yes. It's still being continued here, and I love right. when they continue those strands because I love that type of building. Yeah. And I I wish they had hammered that point home a little bit more when they transitioned from. You know the old game to the new game. Yeah, that that would have made me. Would have been nice. Pa- it would have yeah. been nice. Uh, okay, what do we got here? Knights Excelsior. Yep. Um. Oh, these are the guys. There's no Stormos as, as totalitarian in delivering judgment. Oh, maybe these were the guys. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the knights are more willing than any of their stormcasters to purge mortals for acts of even minor descent. These are the guys who came down in, uh, and and like just cleansed. wiped out, yeah, like three fourths of their town. Yeah, yeah, because that's you know that's what they do. These guys are the ones that that get really bad reputation. Mm-hmm. And they wear white armor, which must be a mess. Yeah, but they also practically they look like angels, right? Especially the ones with all of their uh, the, yeah. with the wings. Oh yeah. Um, it's on the coast of Tux. It suffered Tux is over. Um, yeah, these are the guys from Excelsis. These mm-hmm. are the Knights Excelsior. The Knights Excelsior who remain strive either to hold their gains or forge a scorched path through the wastes of Gur for the da- for the Dawnbringer Crusades. This is interesting, this last part, though. Furthermore, if one believes in whispers of terrified soldiery, these Stormcasts do not fight alone. Beneath dark and howling skies, lone warriors clad in Excelsior white and with lightning spilling from their armor have been witnessed making war alongside their brethren. The nature of these thunderous ones is unknown, but whether they are the next step in Excelsior's reforging, an experiment of the Shining Lord, or something else entirely, the single-minded determination with which they obliterate all before them is chilling to behold. I don't. What is that? I mean, is that <laughs> ju- that's know. not the Annihilators, is it? I don't think so. I don't think so. Could it be that these guys are just that's what's sort of happening with all the reforging? That's a cool little drop there that I'm not. Connecting, yeah. and I bet you someone is connecting it right now and being like, "You're a dumb, dumb head," um, and that's fine. Then you know what? Send. Uh, let me know. Let me know what this is. What am I missing here? Because, um, that's a really cool little piece. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Hmm. All right. So how many we got left? I think we got three. Got Dear Lord. Three? Celestial Warbringers. I like that these guys laugh their way into battle. These guys are my space wolves. Or no. The, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it. I just <laughs> said it. Um, you know. Uh, these, are the wiz- these are the wizard guys. They have most, they have a lot of. Uh, yeah. So I guess, I guess they're really yeah. not. No. But just that, that. Oh, maybe this isn't the one I read. I get confused between them. Maybe this isn't it. Maybe these are the guys that remind me of Magnus. Um so these guys are laughing. Oh, that with booming laughter, they're throwing magic everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a thousand magic spells, maybe. Uh, as well as often possessing aptitude in the magical arts, they possess the ability to foresee their final demise. This is a cool thing. These guys know when they're going to die. They've seen it, and they're able to fight with much more... Um, I don't know, confidence, because if they're at the place that is not the place that they've foreseen is where they're going to die, they know they're not going to die. Yeah, well, do they, so they they mean their final demise, or are they just talking about getting reforged? Well, I think they're before they get reforged, that's what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm thinking it is, because that's what mm-hmm. they do. Because there, there, well, there is a, a final demise for a Stormcast is your soul gets obliterated. Right. But I'm thinking they're just talking more about, you know, where, when they're in battle. Yeah. Um, but I like these Stormcats. Um, but beneath the visage of humanity, because they laugh, they hang out more with humans. Mm-hmm. Like, they think it's important to stick to the, to remember where they came from. Yeah. Uh, so skilled are the warbringers in the Oracle's arts that their leader, the Golden Patriarch, is said to serve the God King's own prognosticator. When battle is joined, they rarely take to the field without a presence from the formidable Sancrosanct chambers. 
They channel the storm's wrath with an ease few can match every action, no matter how bellicose it may seem, carefully foreseen and plotted to bring victory. These guys are kind of cool. They throw a lot of magic, and they can see the f- they can see their own fate. Yeah, that's kind of like the, yeah, that's really neat. Yeah, that's yeah. I heard uh, somebody who, like somebody who was just like, oh, these all the stormcasts are the same. There's the gold guys, the silver guys, the the green guys, the purple guy. You know, and it's like now nah, there's more than that. Just the color of their armor. I mean, come on. Yes, there is. I mean, but that's you know you could you could you could go ahead and I suppose say that you know. About the difference, and I keep, you know, I keep bringing it up. You can say that about the Space Marine chapters, mm-hmm. but they're all very different. I mean, yeah, Absolutely. you can just paint them up any way you want, but they've all got something that is very unique about them, which makes yeah. it fun which, to play. Which does get reflected into their rules, as we will, as we will see when yeah. we cover the war portion of this. Yeah, each of these, each of these eight storm hosts we name, each has a special rule. If you choose to be them, um, yeah. it's just a special rule. It's not uh, its own. Not they don't have their whole own um, command traits right. and things like that. Although if they do were to break up and get their own books, then you could give them all their own special command traits, special rules, special this, special that. Yeah, and that might, that might be cool. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, Tempest Lords. Yep. Few Stormhosts can match them in terms of nobility. These guys were in. These guys came up in the um, in the Realmgate Wars. They heard Sigmar say that they are worth 12 of their foes. And all of these guys were nobility. These guys were all like kings and princes and leaders. And they heard Sigmar say, you are worth 12 of your foes. So they have to get that first 12 in. Like if they get reforged before they've killed 12 worthy enemies, they feel like they have wasted Sigmar's gift. Mm -hmm. They have to... Earn redemption. That's a clever little twist for writing about these people. Somebody heard him say you're worth 12, so they have to do that. They make their 12 tally, or else they're shamed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that and it sounds like they got to get 12 in a battle. Like you, uh, you know, if you're reforged before you get your 12, I don't think it's once you've killed 12 guys you're good. I yeah, think it's I think in any it's battle. Per battle. Yeah, yeah, per battle. If you have to get reforged before killing your 12, when you come back, you're like ashamed and you're doing penance. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's interesting. I like that. I don't know how they keep track. Well, I suppose you're just kind of like, like in the Lord <laughs> of the Rings. As you're hacking away, <laughs> yeah. you're just counting. I mean, it's not like anybody's going to know. I suppose you could come back and be like, totally got my 12 when you got like four. <laughs> yeah. But they these- have special... Guys on the battlefield, who their only job is to, to count. Is to count. You got these big abacuses. That only counts as one. He's really big. <laughs> <laughs> that was an ogre. He's worth four. No, nope, two. No, I'll give you two. One. Yeah. I blew up this whole building that was full <laughs> of little kids. They count as one. <laughs> you blew up a school, you monster. Yeah. oh dear lord uh finally i I hope nobody took offense to that i just i'm not advocating we're not blowing up schools it's fine i work in a high school i know that it's a bad scary thing we've already been on hard lockdown twice this year oh my god yeah kid brought a gun to school and then and then filmed himself doing it and put it on tiktok 
Nice. So kids who saw I, that were like, "Oh, this is horrible!" Someone, and then the, then the police were there with the dogs and getting the kid. It, and then some kids took the when the cops grabbed the kids, the kids were taking pictures of it with their phones. So then, of course, up, they were. They uploaded to YouTube the video of the kid getting arrested. I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> oh dear lord!" It doesn't happen often in my school, but it's it's it it, yeah. it happened this year. It's scary so. when it happens. Oh, uh, yes. But that's a totally different conversation. If I wasn't so lazy, I'd added that out. Um, last <laughs> guys, Astral Templars. Yeah, the Beast Slayers. <laughs> did the not, Bane of Tyrants. Yep. Uh, Sigmar did not forge them for subtlety. Their own ferocity is the stuff of legend. To this day, bards sing of how four warrior chambers of the Templars passed through the infamous Gnarlwood of Gur. Um, this is a really cool... One, this might have been the guys that aren't these guys that love the white bear? Yeah, not the yeah. yeah these these are the hunters. Mm-hmm. They conduct rites to honor the same totemic god beasts they did in past lives. Most prominent of this is Urshricht, the white bear. So I'm like, oh, that's that does sound familiar. But I mean, how many tropes can you go through? You know, I I should quit making jokes about how they, you know, <laughs> about how Sigmar is going to become the emperor, but. You know, you see a lot of these tropes, but these are all very cool. I could see one, and they've got a nice paint scheme for all of them. I could see yeah. any of these being, uh, you know, catching someone's fancy. Yeah, they have, and they have more than just the eight over here, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch they haven't mentioned, but these are just the eight that you can play. Right. Dear Lord. Yeah, yeah their rules are kind of cool. No, they are. They've got, you know what, we're just about wrapping up anyway. That's one thing we can talk about, I guess, So, because we've talked All about right. the different rules. So let's look on page 112 and 113. We'll, do a, yeah. we'll, we'll feature a little, a yeah. little bit of, of war. Okay. Um, you want to just trade off, take turns with these? Yeah, so I'll start. Okay. The Hammers of Sigmar. If you choose the Hammers of Sigmar keyword. Yes, you get to pick their things is we cannot fail. Uh, Hammers of Sigmar have stared down the greatest of horrors without yielding, refusing to fall until their task is completed. So, uh, friendly Hammers of Sigmar units, wholly within a foot of an objective, have a ward of six plus. That's, That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean a six up. I mean, hey, I'll take a ward. That's I'll a take lot a ward, better period. than what it used to be. Mm-hmm. There, you used to be if you were within range of the general, you got that, which is like. Like who cares? Like he's, you know, they didn't cover very much of the battlefield. Yeah, and this is this is way better. They've also, but they've also now got less. Um, what Mahuzis? They've got less. Um, oh, just like yeah, just like all special rules, like special rules. Yeah, thank yeah. God. Yeah, <laughs> but that had some of the flavor. That had the flavor. It did, but I I, I, I get liked, you. Uh, I I like this. Much better because you were just forced into taking like stuff that you didn't really want, you know. Simple makes me happy, yeah. I'm just, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. All right, okay. Hallowed Knights, anyway. yep. Hallowed Knights, um, their rule is only the faithful. Mm-hmm. Hallowed Knights are martyrs, all so sworn to uphold the first tenet of their order till death and beyond. Friendly Hallowed Knights Redeemer model if it is slain within three inches of any enemy units, roll a die on a four up, it can fight before it is removed from play. That's cool. So it, even if it fought, 
it gets yeah. a fight. So if basically, yeah, if you kill Hallowed Knight Redeemers in yeah, so combat, there's a chance yep. they're going to fight. Yep. So that's the core. That's the troops. That's the that's your sequiturs. That's your uh, liberators. That's your vanquishers. That's the vindicators. Okay. That's your basic troop. That's the redeemer keyword. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. your basic troops get a chance to fight no matter what. Okay, because only the faithful. All right, cool. What's next? Yep, so Celestial Vindicators, driven by vengeance, the Vindicators strike down their foes in a flurry of blows. At the start of the combat phase, you can pick one friendly Celestial Vindicators unit that made a charge move that turn. Until your next hero phase, if the unmodified hit roll for an attack made with a melee weapon, bleh, melee weapon by that unit is six, that attack scores two hits on the target instead of one, Make a wound save roll for each hit. So, exploding sixes. That's appropriate. Seems appropriate. Well, yeah, it's up. So on the charge, yeah, sixes do two hits. Yeah, these are the swords guys. They fight with swords. That's their deal. right. They like to fight with swords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? None of these are game breaking. It's mm-hmm. just if if you're picking these guys and you're playing their lord, you're probably taking these kind of models, doing these kind of things. Yeah, it's and, only one unit. Yeah. At the start of the combat phase, the combat phase. So it's you could pick two units per battle round. Oh yeah, yeah sure. So I mean it's something. Well, they have to have charged. Yeah, you could pick. Oh, one they have to have charged. So it's only during your yeah. that turn. So until you're not. Oh, yeah, so they charge. No, so it's only they, on your they, turn. In your, in your, well, it's in. Because no, you can't I charge on your opponent's turn. Well, that's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. so it's, uh, it could, still, be a hu- it could be it could be a huge. I think if you're doing that, you'd have a huge unit. Well, yeah, <laughs> I guess right? so. Yep. I mean, you got ten, yeah, ten could, liberators, two swords each. Yeah, yeah I could see that. It could, I mean, yeah. all of these can come in helpful. Uh, Anvils of the Heldenhammer, Deathly Aura. They use their fearful aura to unnerve their foe. At the end of the charge phase, roll two d six for each enemy unit within an inch. Of a uh, anvil of the Heldenhammer unit. If the roll is greater than their bravery, the first two wounds caused by attacks made by that enemy unit in the following combat phase are negated. Oh, okay. So two d six for every enemy unit with an inch of an anvil's unit. So that's mm-hmm. basically, and if you pick this as your keyword, that's every unit. Mm-hmm. So once you get into a combat at the start, at the end of the charge phase. Any unit within an inch. It doesn't say they had to have charged. Any unit within right. an inch, yeah. you could negate two of their wounds that they caused you. That's kind of cool. That's good. So units' bravery characteristics, is that their unmodified bravery characteristic? Yes. I would think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's cool. It's not, I mean, everyone's complaining, oh, anvils suck now, they get nerfed, blah, blah, blah. Well, so these, their, their ability used to be sweet. They could, they could, they could shoot like in the hero phase or fight in the hero phase. Yeah. And then do it again. That like that's the oh, that's why people played Anvils of the Heldenhammer. Well and, was and for that. Notice how it got toned down to be the same as the other ones so that you're not just always picking Exactly. I mean that was like the when they when they remove auto takes mm-hmm. I like it. I do too. I think it helps the game. Yep. Because auto takes lead to uh Boring. Uh, everyone's got the same list. Yeah. And, so, yeah. negative player experiences. There you go. All right. What's next, brother? <laughs> uh, Knights Excelsior, Storm of Annihilation. 
none are as totalitarian in delivering judgment as the Knights Excelsior. Once per turn, at the start of the combat phase, you can pick one friendly Knights of Excelsior Paladin unit on the battlefield. Till the end of that phase, when you pick that unit to fight, pick one enemy unit within an inch of that unit. If the number of models in that enemy unit is greater than the number of models in that Paladin unit, add one to hit and wound rolls for attacks made with that Paladin unit that target that enemy unit till the end of that phase. Well, okay, that's a long way to say pick a unit. <laughs> um, yeah, at the start of the combat phase, pick a unit. Yeah, and if when you're that unit fights, yeah, if you're outnumbered. If you're outnumbered, plus one to hit, plus one to wound. That's that's really good. good. And that's for Super paladins. Good. That's like your. Yeah. yeah, that's all your. Uh, that's your annihilators. That's, that's your, your annihilators. That's your protectors. That's your retributors. That's decimators. Desolate desolators, decimators. All those guys. Yeah. Oh, and they're so, always going to be outnumbered because there's like three of them. The Praetors aren't paladins. I thought Five they were. But yeah, but still, these are your guys with the big hammers, the things that carry around stole, so, uh, star soul maces. Yep. Um, giving these guys plus one to hit and plus one to wound is yeah. ridiculous. I yeah, mean, the plus an- one to hit is okay. The plus one to wound is. Annihilators ah. are already hitting ah. on threes, wounding on threes. Yeah. So you get a unit of annihilators, three attacks apiece, threes by threes, two ren, two damage, and that becomes mm-hmm. twos by twos. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I mean, that's, I like, I mean, you know, it's once per turn at the start of the, but now this is both combat phases because you don't have to pick anyone who's charged. Yeah, it saves you a command point because now you don't have to use all out attack. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. why? You're hitting on twos and wounding on twos for those guys. Yep. Yep. And you can't, uh, can you add all out attack with that? It wouldn't help you. Well, not those guys, but it might help the other ones. Hold on. Who are the other dudes? Oh, no. All of these paladins hit and wound on threes. All the paladins hit and wound on threes? Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it doesn't matter. It's basically, yeah, it's only one. So that's one you don't have to send a point on. All right. uh, Celestial Warbringers. They have Fearless Foresight. Once per battle, you can reroll one hit or one wound roll for an attack made by a friendly Celestial Warbringer unit or a save roll for an attack that targets a friendly such word. So once per phase, you can reroll yeah, an phase, attack, yeah. a wound, or a save. Okay. Per, that's know, that foresight, huh? That, yeah. That's 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 a unit. So once per phase, you can reroll. Yeah. So you just pick one of their hit rolls. So I think you just pick up one roll once for per an attack phase, made by a friendly one. unit. One. So that means you can pick up one of those dice. Yeah. And re-roll it. Once per phase, you can re-roll one for an attack made by a friendly unit. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering. and It's not the whole... It's not all the dice. I believe it's just one. No, I believe so you, it's one die, but yeah, yeah. it doesn't say only one. Once per phase, you can re-roll it for a friendly unit or a save roll that targets a friendly unit. But Once per that, phase... But, so that's that's in the hero phase. But that's can you in do it for a lot of phase. these? Say one. You can pick one. This doesn't say pick one. It just says a friendly one. Mike, what I'm asking isn't when. So during the shooting phase, if four different units get shot, can I reroll one die for each of those units? That's what I'm asking Wait. because it says you can reroll a die that for an attack made or an attack against a friendly unit. I think I think you get to. 
The other ones all say pick a unit. This doesn't say pick one unit. This says you can do it for a friendly unit. Friendly unit. So yeah, I think so. I, I think, think it's per unit. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. and that yeah. it, you know, it's it's it, and that's why it's going to be one die. Mm-hmm. Because I can do one die through f- four different units. That's yeah. suddenly I could I could shift things just enough multiple yeah. times in multiple yeah. units instead of one yeah, big roll. And it's every and it, it, once again it's every phase. So it's in the hero phase. It's in the combat phase. It's or the hand to hand phase. It's in the shooting phase. It's yeah. So yeah. So you got storm. You got celestial warbringers. You know, shooting stuff. Uh, save roll could even roll happen one. in the magic. Yeah, in the hero phase because yeah. they yeah. So that could be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Tempest Lords the uh, host on okay. high the Tempest Lords swoop down in a precisely plotted arcs and formations to shatter the unseemly foe when you attempt to a charge with a friendly Tempest Lords unit that can fly you can re-roll one of the dice for that charge roll that one I mean I'll take cool. it but yeah, cool. it's gotta mm-hmm. be a flying unit so there's a lot of flying units in mm-hmm. this list so, yeah, uh, I'm just saying you you have to be able to fly, and you can reroll one dice. Some of these guys get to roll three. Rerolling that one die can really just yeah boost, yeah the prosecutor roll three right yeah. I'm, I'm I'm thinking more of the the dragon riders, the draconis, you know the sure you know the the celestins on the big star drakes. I mean, my goodness, you get to reroll one of those dice. Oh yeah, for, that's true. And it's only one of them. Yeah, which is. Amazing, because normally you have to re-roll the whole roll. Right. No, this is pick one die. So you pick your pick low die. One, pick your low die, re-roll that sucker. That's and really it's good. when you attempt to charge with a friendly unit. So every charge. Every unit. Every charge. For, and the, if for, you pick a Tempest Lord's army, everybody has a Tempest Lord keyword. You yeah. can re-roll one die for every charge. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. That's. That's pretty good. That's not bad. That's really good, actually. <laughs> I like that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Astral Templars, the Beast Stalkers. They are experienced hunters. Friendly Astral Templar units cannot be picked when your opponent carries out a monstrous rampage. This is fine. Oh, that's it's really good because it, you, now it's, so you don't have to use like the um, that formation, Hunters of the Heartlands. You don't need it. Nope. Pick something else. Yeah, because monsters can't target you. And that's your, right. once again, you're an Astral Templar's army, right? Yeah, yeah. So monsters rampages, they just can't do monsters rampage it's, against you. They've got other nope. things they can do. Right. Uh, can't they? Or is that just the name of the whole face? I don't that's remember. The, that, that, that's that's what they, that's monsters rampage. They can either stomp you or roar at you or whatever. So you can't be picked for any of that stuff no. that they're going to do to you. That's, I mean, if you're playing. Like I, I didn't play against a bunch of monsters mm-hmm. when I played. I haven't played against a bunch of monsters mm-hmm. uh, to the point where that would be really. But I suppose if you know you're going to go somewhere that's playing monsters. I mean, I've gone to tournaments where they there's a mm-hmm. random monster on every board. Yeah. So a really good primer for that is is once again I'll, is the uh, is that Warhammer Plus battle report with the uh, Stormcast versus the Maw Tribes. There's tons of that going on in that battle like there are some sweet tact i think it's i think they're pretty cool tactics that they do against each other with the monsters rampage list so i'm gonna do this to you so you can't do this later because i know you're gonna need all out attack to get me 
So I'm going to roar at you so you can't issue or oh. give commands. I'm like, oh, crap. That I need to be, a, I need all out attack. Sorry. I, you know. I never thought to use that. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, yeah I can do D3 mortals and I'm trying to mm-hmm. take down my enemy because my God, I've got my. Mm-hmm. I should have thought about that. Because mm-hmm. so many times I'd go to put an attack in and it's like, well, I'm going to get an all out attack on you or I'm going to get an all out mm-hmm. defense on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, yeah, just screaming at them so that they can't yeah. take it so they yep. can't turn around because that all-out defense against some pretty good armor already oh yeah is just hardcore it's nasty like remember what i was doing when we played slanesh versus yeah your night hunt mm-hmm. i had the uh, celesque who kept doing that subvert spell on you right making you so that one guy couldn't issue or give commands you're like god dang it i need that right that was huge so Picking a unit and saying you can't get any commands given to you, that's... Right, yeah. That's I'm gonna good. Stop, I'm going to stop your monster from just doing that to me. Like, oh, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's really good. I it's like that. It's pretty cool. Well, that's a bit. Okay, so we covered a little. We're gonna have to. We're probably gonna have to just quick name them again. Let you know what. No, next episode we're not gonna. Even though it's a war episode, you got to touch here. I, I, I'm totally gonna read it next time because I'm gonna backtrack. But that's what I do. But there's so much to cover. Gosh, we're gonna bonus. Spend, that was bonus war coverage. Bonus coverage right there. You don't get that anywhere else. That kind of quality. Uh, let's <laughs> see. So, um, I'm just looking at some of this. Stuff so there's what four pages, six pages, six pages before the Stormhost Army rules mm-hmm. of their special rules. We'll be covering that first when we come back. Then they got their own battle tactics and core battalions. Uh, see, and I said this. Remember, I said this a couple episodes ago. As long as they stick to, um, okay, so they got their own special what they have to have in a battalion, but it's still these same six things. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's still either unified or expert or slayers or strategists. Yep. Um, I like it. I like these things. I think they give flavor. Yep. And their own battle tactics and grand strategies, especially since a lot of those, when you read them, you'll see this when we cover it next episode. A lot of those grand strategies and and battle tactics, um, they're not great. They're more flavorful. No, they're hard. Yeah, they're, they're hard, hard to, to get. Yeah. yeah, those are more flavorful than they are stuff you want to pick for your game. Yeah. Um, I think it might see. It would almost be interesting if uh, I wonder if you have someone playing in some games where um, see, not enough armies have it. But once all armies right. had it, I could yeah. see you playing in some sort of maybe a campaign or something where it's like, okay, yeah. you can only use your. Yeah, I think we talked about that. Grand strategies and battle tactics, yeah. where you can't yeah. use the core ones. Yeah, you see have to you... use the ones in your book. See how you do. Like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't want that either. <laughs> That'd be hard. Yep. All right, so listen, before we go, um, I just we have to talk about the contest. Um, okay, yep. Because I think we pretty much wrapped up the lore because we went into rules. <laughs> like... <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, we, we, we didn't talk about all the lore, but sure. No, well, I get you. Um, so Six Squared <laughs> Studios, basically, you know, the last couple years on the uh, on the show's anniversary, um, Brad and Kevin sponsor a contest, and the last couple times they've given away some pretty sizable gift certificates to their store. The free stuff you could go on the website and order stuff, and now that they do three D printing, as long as you have the rights to the files, um, 
dude, there's they've got a you know um, they do a lot of stuff, and they're so they're uh, having another contest. Last couple contests, Kevin has liked so many of the responses that after he picked a first place winner, he gave out a whole bunch of secondary prizes too. I'm not saying that's happening this time. I'm just saying that Six Squared Studios is awesome and generous, and every year on our on the show's anniversary, they like to give stuff away, and I just haven't put anything together till now. Um, and this actually, the inspiration from this came a couple of months ago. You asked me this question. <laughs> um, if you could be anyone in the mortal realms, any job, any character, any race, any person, not yeah. the gods, obviously, but anybody else. And not in, the janitor of the perspicarium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. And you can be in any realm. Who would you want to be and what realm would you want to be in it and why? So who, where, and why? Mm. Um, and you picked a really cool job, and I just wanted to be out, like, you know, <laughs> riding out in the field, just just fighting all the monsters in Gur and doing that. Yeah. Something completely not like me, because everybody knows I would last exactly 37 <laughs> seconds on that job. Uh, I'd get reforged, though. And I'd be, well, no, because I'm not necessarily a stormcast. I'm just saying I want to be out there fighting. Well, you have to die first, then you could get. I'd last 37 forged, seconds, forged and I'd be complaining for 35 of them. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> So this is the deal, folks. Um, if you're listening, um, who do you want to be? From what realm are you coming? And why is this the thing that you want to be? Um, we are not putting any tight rules on the house. Like I, I'm assuming most people are just going to email to garagehammer at live.com. They will email um, something, probably just something they typed up. Um, I've had people send videos before for contests like this a few years back. Uh, I've had people actually send in songs they wrote. Wow. Um, please don't send in sea shanties, but if you want to sing a, 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 a Stormcasty dirge singing the story of, you know, you know, Brave Philip, who's you, and they tell awesome. your story that way, what realms you were in and what you did, I, I don't care some, how. Some action limericks, that'd be good. There you go. Um, basically, however. It, I want to know who, where, was a man and from what. Ignis. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Sorry. Chris, that's fantastic. <laughs> See, you, and you knew what? It's still a kid-friendly show. You stopped it. You, you came. <laughs> you didn't even get right up to the edge. I'd have gone a little farther, um, but I, you know, I'm an idiot. Um, that was fantastic, though. So that's it. Who, where, and why in the mortal realms would you be? Um, you don't have to write up a whole big fan fiction. You just got to answer that question, however you feel like doing it. Uh, Kevin is the final judge of the contest. Um, he has in the past asked uh, us, the co-hosts, our opinions since we sent him all the entries. Um, but, um, yeah, it's really up to him, and uh, there will be prizes. Uh, I know there will be at least one. Knowing Kevin, there will uh, probably be a second and third place. Um, I will get more details on that in future episodes. I'm going to give you guys. It is now the end of October. I'm going to give you guys until uh, when is Thanksgiving this year? Because Thanksgiving weekend, I will have a couple. I will have a little free time, and I will sit down and I will read all these entries. The twenty fifth of November is Thanksgiving. Um, the twenty sixth of November, I set up the Christmas tree. 
27th of November, I will probably try to sit down and look at these entries. So you got to have your entry in by the 26th of November. Okay? Midnight Chicago time. I probably won't hold anybody to that. But get them in by the 26th of November. Uh, you can email them to garagehammer at live.com. Um, I don't know how else you would get them to me. Hey, listen, we're on the Facebook page. I'm at Garage Hammer on Twitter. You've got the email address. If you've got something different you've put together and you want to ask me how to send, you need a certain way to send it to me, just email me and ask me. I'll tell you how to find me, you know, whatever it is you, you need. You could start a post on Facebook or something and, like, people could enter it in there. You, Yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose we could pin a thread to the top. Uh, I just figured mm. people wanted their entries to be private. Mm, that's true. You know, because they want to they want to throw in their their entry and and see you know. Last time I think we read almost every one of them on the air. We got like twenty of them, and they were so much fun. We read all the winners, all these honorable mentions, and there was only a couple left. We're like, hell, read them all. Um, yeah. I mean, I suppose if you want to put it on the Facebook page, though, I won't stop you. It's just everyone will get be able to read it as well. If you don't have a problem with it, I don't have a problem with it, because <laughs> that's how this contest goes. You got a month to tell me those things. And that's it. So Co- costumes would be encouraged. Yeah, photographs, uh, um, tasteful photographs. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> you know, Dave, and 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 also no, <laughs> some kind of gyronite war gear, right? Cool. Um, an action spear, an orc. I <laughs> uh, look more like a short ogre. So. All right, so that's it. Okay, so we're done, right? We're done. Can we be done? It's been a long time. We got to be done. I got to put out the. In fact, oh, uh, if you're a Patreon patron, guess what? Um, We finished. We didn't do Suspiria like we said we're going to do. We're doing that in about a week and a half, two weeks. Um, Tonight, uh, or by the time this is out, uh, I will have posted onto the Patreon page for the patrons um, the next Garage World. We went and saw uh, Halloween Kills. And so the next Garage World is Halloween Kills. There you go. It's the season. Um, before we go, thanks again to the Patreon sponsors. Our associate producers, Christopher Sanders, AJC, Big Jake, executive producers, Colin Miller, Tyler McDonald, and our newest patrons, David Brightman and Pedro Gelabert. Thank you guys for being part of that 1%. And thanks to our, uh, thanks to Six Bird Studios, thanks to Kazar Superstore, and thanks to Grognards. Um, for being sponsored the show as well. Chris? Yo. This is a cool book. It's too it is big. A good book. <laughs> it's too big. Uh, you know what? And here's the thing. You haven't disagreed with me. So. <laughs> it is massive. It is a massive tomb. It's, yeah. This, this is, yeah. This is definitely, a, a, this is a tome that I don't, yeah. Nope. Nope. But it's still cool. I just, it's, there's so much. I suppose, though, if you picked one of those eight places, that would sort of kind of help. Maybe some of them would help focus what you pick for your army. I don't know. It Doesn't would. Matter. Yeah, I mean, with the paladins and the redeemers. And things, yeah, But that's not all of them. Anyway, um, I'll be back. We are, I don't know, I don't think we're recording tomorrow, but who knows, we might be. I will talk to you off the air. Yeah. Dear Lord. All right, want to thank uh, everybody for listening again. Um, if you stuck with us this last 15 minutes, too, you're a real trooper because I'm all <laughs> over the place. I'm tired and I'm trying to remember things. But only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful, only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful will know no despair.
except in failure. 